Welcome to the Wrong Side of the Maelstrom, a Warhammer 40,000 podcast based in southern Ontario. My name's Ian, and my co-host Jason will be joining me shortly. This is episode 7, and tonight we'll be focusing on the Greater Windsor Table Warriors Highlander Tournament, a tournament that happened here in Windsor a few weeks ago that both Jason and I attended. Uh, this episode, we start off with some hobby progress and games played, before diving into the tournament with a pre-tournament segment, two interviews, a post and a post-tournament segment. Also, we have a Beyond the Rim segment on X-Wing. Uh, be sure to check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash wrongsideofthemaelstrom. That's all one word. We're also on iToysoldiers at itoysoldiers.com slash wrong-side-maelstrom. If you wish to contact us via email, we can be reached at wrongsideofthemaelstrom at gmail.com. And finally, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and SoundClouds. Also, I wanted to mention Brimstone Games in Windsor starting up a miniatures night on Tuesdays, so be sure to check that out. I'll definitely be there the Tuesday after this drops, and hopefully subsequent Tuesdays. I'm going to bring some paint, my 40k stuff, and also X-Wing and Armada. So come by and check it out. Alright, well, please enjoy tonight's episode, and we'll see you on the wrong side of the maelstrom. Welcome back to another episode of Wrong Side of the Maelstrom. Yeah, episode six? Seven, I think, Seven. actually. Yeah, last oh, one was six. Yeah, I'm Jason. I'm Ian. And, uh, you know, today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, a tournament that's coming up and maybe some interviews during the tournament. And then uh, we're going to do a post-show afterwards, kind of a post-tournament uh, talk. Yeah, we're going to be uh, looking before, during, and after the tournament. Should be really good. Yeah. Um... So, let's get into it. First thing we always do in all these episodes, we're going to talk a little hobby progress. Mm-hmm. You want to go first, buddy? What uh, well, it's right in been, front of me. It hasn't been too long since we recorded the last episode. Oh, I got a lot done, too. So. Um, so, I've been prepping for this tournament. Unfortunately, my list changed multiple times. So, like, for example, Jason, this Land Raider Crusader here. That you bought a few weeks ago. No, 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 no. That was the Godhead pattern. Oh, like okay. The last can heavy bolter. No, this is the... No, this one... I was going to run the tournament with a Terminator... Death Star with Librarian Priest and stuff, but no, I painted it up and then I'm like, oh, I'm not going to run an 800 point Death Star in a 1,000 point Highlander tournament. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of points. That's way too many points. Yeah. Uh, I also got a uh, kit-bashed Librarian with Staff and Jump Pack. This guy looks so sick, man. Yeah, he's fully, he's, I, like, from, uh, from sprue to highlights, like, yeah. he's done. Um, where did you get that Staff from? Okay, so the staff, and uh, check out Facebook, and I'm going to post up on iToy Soldiers as well um, for pictures. The staff is uh, based on a, um, a-, a power axe from the Assault Squad, old Assault Squad kit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's still the same one. The um, headpiece is from the Blood Angels Tactical Squad, so it's like a halo surrounding a blood droplet. And the end is from a uh, like a staff or a pitchfork from the Empire Flagellant set, which hmm. I bought. So that weapon's actually three cool. weapons in one. Three bits, yeah. Three bits in one. That's yeah. really sick. It, the reason why I ask is because it looks a lot like the um, the Nemesis Ward Stave. Oh, from okay, the, yeah. uh, from my Grey Knights. Yeah. So that's why I was wondering. I was like, oh, well, where did that come from? Like, especially like the tip of it. It has yeah. that like crown with the skull in the center, almost. Or the blood. Or the, the blood center, drop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah. No, it well, looks really cool, man. Yeah, and was, oh, go ahead. The fact that he is like blue, like Link's Librarian blue, yeah, with a whole red army makes him like pop so much. Yeah. Well, I like doing that with a lot of my characters. Like my sanguinary priests have a lot of white on their armor. Uh, pretty much all my characters are in artificer armor, and I represent that with like a bronze gold color. So yeah. like the characters tend to really stand out in the mm-hmm. army, which is sick. Yeah. But yeah, um, the staff I was really inspired by uh, Eisenhorn's staff and like old school. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. yeah, I get it. So instead of the skull, it's the blood droplet. Yeah. and I painted the blood droplet purple because I wanted it to look like some weird gem instead of just like red. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's I think it's like I consider it like the lodestone of the fourth stave. Mm-hmm. I would even uh, put a little bit of gloss on that. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, a little I'll gloss varnish. Yeah. And uh, the book is also from the Empire Flagellant. Yeah, that book stands out as well. It's yeah. Really cool. So I bought those to convert my uh, Dark Elder racks out of yeah. and just had a shit ton of extra bits lying around. Sweet, man. You got a few other things done, too. Yeah, so I ordered um, six bikes, two sets of uh, Dark Vengeance bikes off eBay. And yeah, We had also talked about like what your army kind of needed to start being more competitive. Yeah. And one thing that we had mentioned is that you needed more grav. In you your any grav, because there grav, wasn't any. Yeah, you yeah. needed some type of grav yeah. in your army. So I got five grav bikes, or five bikes with gravs. So two of them have grav guns. I snipped off the plasma cannons. And the sergeant, I snipped off the chainsword and gave him a combi grav. Because I've got two Blood Angels tactical kits I've mm-hmm. purchased so far, and I didn't use any of those. So, yeah. Uh, so five guys. I'm saving the second sergeant. They uh, came with them for eventually a bike character. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. Mm-hmm. But instead of doing a six-man unit, I just figured five should be fine. Then I can build a character at some point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the last guy is this little um, little robed fella. He's a tactical marine from my roommate Vio's army. So he's doing this weird crusade thing uh, representing... Um, loyalist death guard that were like flung into the future to like the 41st millennium and they're kind of re-engaging the great crusade and spreading the imperial truth and they're gathering followers from a bunch of different chapters who just have their regular colored armor with a black cloak so his armies like dark angels veterans with the cloaks and then but they're all painted different chapter colors. Yeah. It's really, really sick. Yeah. I mean, he's only got four models painted. No, but the whole concept in the end is going to look yeah. fucking amazing. So he asked me to paint up a model for my chapter, and I kind of took a break from uh, doing all the tournament prep. And I just painted up, like, a tactical squad marine. And he's got, like, the nice... Uh, he's got the night helmet with the visor. Yeah. Which I really like. As opposed to, like, the grill. It's, like, the two... Um, yeah, it's like a... You know, yeah, it's the type of helmet that I'm giving all my Black Templars. Yeah, yeah. And he's got the black cloak on, so... I think, that's, I think that's the Mark IV helmet. Oh, okay. So he's specifically... Uh, I'm going to borrow him for tomorrow and use a sergeant, because I specifically asked the uh, TO, like, okay, WYSIWYG, what does that mean? Like, yeah. How, how WYSIWYG are we going, pretty much? And he said, like, you can't... Like, I, I asked him... It's 100% WYSIWYG. Yeah, pretty much. So, like, I asked him, like, can I... If I bring a guy with a flamer, can I count that as a bolt gun? He's like, no. Can you downgrade what yeah. weapon he has, yeah. And I don't have any sergeants with just, like, bolt guns or bolt pistol and close yeah. combat weapons, so I'm running him as a sergeant. Sweet, man. Anything else you've been working um, on? The uh, objective markers that were donating the tournament as a prize. I did the numbers on them before. Mm-hmm. They were, like, uh, dry brush, but I got to those around last night, actually. And uh, they could use maybe a bit of edge highlighting, but other than that, they're good. 
Yeah, we'll try and get that, that done we'll before do the tournament. Tonight, if yeah. not, give someone something to work on. Yeah, I mean, no, they look fine. They yeah, look no, I really like them. Fine. We uh, we did use them today. Oh yeah, we used them in our uh, tournament prep game. They're good. They check out. They work. Yeah, they really work well for ITC games. Yeah, because they're like multi-numbered. Yeah, so they're um, we thought they were numbered one through six, but they're actually the scouring numbering. So one through four, and then another two, two another three, three. Yeah, which is also the same for the ITC missions. Oh, okay. although you need another number one, but you can just use the four as a one. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, um, yeah. So I think that I'm kind of looking around here. <laughs> I think that was pretty much all you got done. Uh, all I you got done. Was a lot. But. Built a land raider, but yeah. So these bikes are almost like. They're halfway painted, so this is from in the last week. I've just been hobbing my ass off and like, oh shit, that's what I also got done. I base coated a Ravager that you're borrowing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I converted a Lamin, like the Poisoner from the Dark Elder Codex. I started basing, uh, base coating uh, the Trueborn. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty. I don't know. I've I've done a lot. Yeah. No, you have. You got a lot yeah. done this week, as it should be for tournament prep. Yes. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I didn't get too much done over the last little bit since we recorded last. Um, but I did finish off, um, not 100%, but my, that Grey Knight squad. Mm -hmm. The Strike so, Yeah, strike the Strike Squad. squad. I got yeah. that five-man Strike Squad done. Like, all, like, all the base colors and fair amount of highlights done. There's still, like, a little bit of highlighting to do. Like, small, fine detail work. And then I'm also doing, like, the blue glaze highlights mm -hmm. on them. Uh, I think, like, three of the guys need that still. Sick. Um, but I have been getting into uh, Age of Sigmar. So I've been kind of working on the rats a little bit. Not too much. Mm -hmm. But, because um, I'm not doing, like, a hardcore job on them. I'm going kind of easy on them. Yeah. And uh, so I primed almost everything. Everything that didn't have to go into simple green. Okay. I primed. Yeah. And then uh, I ended up putting a lot of my like metal characters that I had painted when I was younger, mm. put them in simple, simple green. green yeah. You know what? This time, I mean, one thing, they were metal, but I left them in there for like I don't know, like four or five days. Yeah. And when I took them out and took a toothbrush to them, it, like everything just came right off. Yeah, I find metal it comes off super easy. Yeah, yeah. Plastic, I have a lot of problems. Yeah. With. So I don't know. The last time I used it on the Emperor's Champion on the metal model, I only left it in for like a day and a half, and it yeah. was a little bit of a battle. Getting the paint off. Yeah. This time they just all came off. Yeah, like, I've got, super easy. I've got a tub of stuff that's been soaking since before Christmas. So, so I got to work on some of that stuff. Yeah. But that's basically all I've worked on in the last like two weeks. Yeah. Oh, I also have a Terminator library and I put blue on. Yeah, he looks good too. Also, like yeah. popping right out, right? Yeah. I was gonna run him, but then I changed my list <laughs> and built another um, librarian uh, instead. I haven't. I don't think I've played any 40k games in the last two weeks. Played a few Age of Sigmar games, but I'll talk about those later. Yeah. Um, have you played anything? Oh, I have. <laughs> so, uh, exciting news, everyone. I beat Dark Angels. Oh! <laughs> so, uh, my buddy Dom and I got a game in, I think it was the club day, so like January 3rd or something. And 2,000 points, I'm running my Blood Angels, he's running his Dark Angels. Uh, I ran double Land Raiders, so the Godhead pattern with Death Company and the Crusader pattern with uh, uh, Terminators. Let's be clear, Terminators. you've coined it as... Yeah, Godhead pattern is the standard Land Raider. <laughs> I don't know if I picked that up wrong somewhere, or maybe it's a rare variant. I'm just, like, mispronouncing, misappropriating. But... If anybody actually knows, leave a comment on the Facebook page. Yeah, 
or uh, I Toy Soldiers, where we post all the blogs and yeah. stuff. So, yeah, so double land raiders with like good assault units, uh, three tactical squads, two with Razorbacks, combat squatted, one with lots of flamers and a drop pod. And I think that was about it for the full 2,000 point list. And with like a captain librarian. Actually, yeah, just the Captain Librarian going with the Death Company and Terminators, respectively. And we were playing Crusade from the Eternal uh, Eternal War mission, three objectives on the table, and I had, like, some fucking terrible luck. (laughs) Like, my Terminators charged a unit of bikes that they should have just crushed, and my Thunderhammers completely whiffed it (laughs) and just, like, failed to wound and they obviously hit and run because they're filthy Raven Guard. Close combat is a cruel bitch. Yeah, Raven Guard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so just a lot of stuff died, but Raisin, Raven Wing? Raven Wing. Yep. They have a lot of trouble with Armor 14. Mm-hmm. I guess it was well, obvious. they're but... very plasma heavy, right? Yeah, exactly. So... so he had a Dark Talon or two with Rift Cannons, but that... And is... what's, what's a Rift Cannon? It's a blast at strength 10. It can become strength D in Vortex. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think I had any Skyfire either. Maybe one Flak. I, yeah, I don't yeah. think I brought anything. So I'm like snap firing fucking twin like glass cannons at these flyers. Mm-hmm. and Actually, I managed to like shake them a few times. So that negated their firepower a lot. But yeah, and just in the end, played to the objectives. Was running objective secured fast Razorbacks. That really helped me out. Ended on turn five, six to five points. Wow, close game yeah, one. Yeah, yeah very yeah. close. Tough fought battle, but you finally did it. <laughs> yeah, if it gone another turn, um, that probably would have not been good for me. Yeah. And then so then Dom and I had a rematch like a week later, uh, except this time 2,500 points. I basically took the same list, but unbound, so I could take six HQ slots. <laughs> so it was essentially same list, except... Uh, Oh, that was the other thing. Ball, except instead of a Ball Predator, which I had the first time around, I took Sanguinary Guard and then another 500 points of characters. Mm-hmm. So, not optimized, but <laughs> lots of fun playing that. I think that was Maelstrom. Yeah. I almost got tabled, but <laughs> I, I, I had a lot of fun, got in close combat a lot, so that was nice. He was rocking like three librarians trying to cast like crazy, like yeah, yeah. visibility in one case and shit. But, like three separate, oh, because yeah, you guys were playing Unbound, right? Or was no, he running he, the Librarian... No, he was running uh, Ravenwing a formation that has three HQ slots. And they oh, FAQ'd okay. it so that Librarians with bikes count as Ravenwing so they can be taken in that formation. Because huh. before it was just... It gave you three HQ slots, but yeah. it said you can only take models with a Ravenwing special rule. And the only HQ with a Ravenwing was their special character. Yeah. So it was like really fucked up because there were these two HQ slots you couldn't use. You couldn't use, yeah. yeah. yeah that so, makes sense, yeah. I mean, I bef- in other games, I told Dom, just like, fuck it, just do it. I just yeah. Clearly but they actually itc did. Yeah. They, no, 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 not ITC. Oh, not, GW. Oh, GW did. Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. That's rare. <laughs> yeah, very rare. <laughs> well, I think in December they uh, put out some FAQs. Yeah, they bowls. Did, yeah, for some of the armies, yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, some of the Dark Eldar stuff got FAQ'd as well. I know yeah, it was stuff 100% that the Shadowfield got FAQ'd. I know that's how something you always that's... played with it. The Shadowfield is the two-up invulnerable save that you lose if you lose fail, if you fail yeah. it. But it was kind of up in the air that like, okay, well, if you have feel no pain, if you roll if you roll a one, but then make yeah. the feel no pain, do you lose the save? And it was GW FAQ'd. It. You do lose the save if you roll the one. Yeah. Which... So just hit him with a bunch of fucking shots. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you kill anything in the Dark Elder. 
Yeah. Or anything in this game. Um, uh, you play anything else? Yeah, I played uh, my buddy Rob Sisley on the forums, uh, Dominic's uh, virus scan on the forums, on Ito Soldier's forums specifically. Uh, yeah, I played Rob as like a tournament prep, so he's running his fifth company Dark Angels, and I'm running my Blood Angels, so infantry heavy Dark Angels. Yeah. Essentially just the uh, Dark Vengeance Dark Angels with like some other units mixed in. And I had terrible luck. It was on uh, my tournament list, except instead of the bikes, because I didn't have them then, uh, Ball Predator. Mm-hmm. And Which, I don't know, I... I'm not the biggest fan of that ball predator. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I like it better than the. How many auto points is predator? it? Like one thirty. Well, I don't like the auto cannon predator either. That's no. why you take a last cannon predator. But well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well I don't have a last cannon yeah, predator. It's like one comes out one twenty five, one thirty. Yeah. It's also um, fast. Remember? Yeah, it is fast. So if you move twelve and fire two weapons of full ballistic skill, yeah, and it's got four shots off the assault cannon, rending strength six, mm-hmm. so it has ten shots total. Four of them, twin length rending. Yeah. So they can also scout and like outflank and shit. So it's, I would. Really oh, like can it. scout and outflank. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, so that's pretty good then. Yeah. But it didn't do a lot. <laughs> um, Did yeah. it scout and outflank? No. Or outflank. I guess you can do one of those. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I always forget to scout it. I always remember it can outflank, but I never scout it. <laughs> um, no, it didn't go well. I deep struck. My assault squad and my oh, so I guess they should go with my tournament list. We'll do that after this. Okay, so I had a assault squad and sanguinary guard, and they deep struck in, and I failed like a five inch charge or something, or maybe like it was ridiculous. Like I got double ones. Yeah. And my librarian perils, and I rolled like the worst on the chart, and then failed the leadership test, so he got sucked into the war. <laughs> strength 6 AP2 hits to my Sanguinary Guard, so he took another Sanguinary Guard with him. <laughs> and so this unit's been beat up by, like, plasma-wielding tack marines and shit, like, just gotten the crap kicked out of it. Yeah. Uh, I drop-potted in a 5-man tack squad with a heavy flamer and combi flamer, and they, they managed to take out most of the Devastators, which I was worried about because they were going to kill my tank, and otherwise there wasn't a lot that could do damage yeah. to it. So I was able to uh, mutilate the Devastator squad. They just had, like, the sergeant left, but then they got killed by everything else next turn. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it didn't go well at all. I, like, barely had anything left by the end of the game. Maybe, like, five tack marines set the, on my home objective. So, yeah. yeah, that was pretty rough. Cool. Um... That's all the games you play? Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> what adds enough. <laughs> yeah, um, I think it was. You got any hobby goals for till the next time we play? Um, Yeah, paint my blood angels. Uh, no, my bikes, I'm about halfway through, and I'm really enjoying how they're coming out. Yep. So definitely paint those. And then um, maybe base coat the other Land Raider. Because so, I was looking through the... Imperial Armor, Adeptus Astartes, 2nd Edition, whatever the hell the number is. Yeah. And they had some cool... I was looking at all the color palettes for the different Land Raiders, and they had some cool designs on there. So I want to do something different with this one. Yeah. And my my color scheme's pretty good, because it's got red with um, lots of bone, like, checkered into different things. Like, all the trim is bone in different parts of my Marines and stuff. So it already... I think it already looks pretty good and interesting, but... Mm -hmm. I think I could do better. 
Sweet. Um, I think I just want to. Um, I have to. I want to start working on a Black Templar. I want to start building them. Nice. But I need to order the special heads, the Mark IV heads from Spellcrow. I think it is. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, I'm gonna order them on eBay. Or well, because you're if you order them on eBay, you order them directly from them. Oh, they've got an eBay store. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna order them, and then I, I can still build the bodies without the heads. I just kind of like to have the head on there to make sure I'm like aiming the gun in yeah. a reasonable direction. Um, but I'm gonna start building those guys, or just order the heads, and while they come, I want to start working on my other gray knights. Nice. I wanna keep working on those space marines. Yeah, it'd be nice <laughs> when they're up to like seven fifty, a thousand points. Yeah, I want to get to a thousand points. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Okay, cool. Uh, we'll take a short break and come back talking about the uh, pre-tournament. Yeah. We're back. Uh, for this segment, we're getting into our main topic of the show, which is coverage of the Great Windsor Table Warriors 2016 Highlander Tournament. Mm-hmm. Modified Highlander. Yeah, modified Highlander. So uh, Jason was uh, good enough to drive down here to record, and he's participating tomorrow. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, uh, I'd like to think I convinced Jason by tempting him with the dark side, telling him he can use my dark Eldar. Yeah, this so. is super cool, man. I've never played dark Eldar before. I've always had an interest in playing them, playing them, because mm-hmm. I think that you can do a lot of different things with dark Eldar. Whereas some armies are kind of like, this is how you have to play it. Yeah, um, dark Eldar, like. They're at a bit of a disadvantage because they don't have a lot of stuff that newer armies have. However, I think that they have a lot of interesting combos for cheap amount of points, yeah, which is perfect for this tournament. Yeah. So I'm um, cool because I never played them before. This is gonna be my first time yeah. playing them. Yeah, and there's a was a painting requirement for the tournament, and my I didn't have all, Tau my Tau aren't up to that level. I think. Yeah, but most of my Dark Eldar is up to like at least a like, minimum. And I was able to just, like, slap some paint on some other stuff, mm-hmm. like Ravager, so... Yeah, I'm not one to, like, oh, i got to get three colors on it fast, I'll just do it, I'll just prime it all, add some base colors real fast, yeah. and all. like, I take my time with my painting, Well, so, so do I, but when I'm just throwing base colors on something, I'm pretty slob, yeah, I just yeah. want to get it on there. Um, so, let's go over the format. Cool. So, it's uh, three rounds on Saturday, January 16th. Uh, ITC or modified ITC missions. I'm not sure if they're right out of the website. Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they're right out of the this yeah. season's ITC missions. So uh, ITC is independent tournament circuit out of uh, Western United States. They do a bunch of tournaments. It's well, tournaments probably, are we have ITC tournaments here. Yeah, but like they run a lot of big events too. Yeah. And it's kind of the standard right now, at least in North America, for running tournaments. They have a whole FAQ of, like, rulings and stuff, and they have the community vote we've talked about it before. You can definitely check them out online for more information. Yeah. So, um, ITC lists, or uh, missions, it's Highlander, so that's uh, one only one of everything. The, the modified Highlander comes in that you can take uh, up to two of each troop choice. Mm-hmm. So Which I, is different than most Highlander. A lot of Highlanders are, you can... Only duplicated troop choice if all the troop choices are, are taken. already taken. Yeah. yeah, or this one, I'm not running scouts. I'm just taking two tax squads. Yeah, and uh, that that uh, Highlander does apply to dedicated transport, so you can't take two tactical squads and draw pods, for example, because that'd be more than one draw pod. Oh, and also you can't take 
um, similar units. So you couldn't take multiple dreadnoughts, multiple land raiders. Where normally you can take one of each. Yeah, like a land raider crusader, land raider redeemer, land raider godhead. Yeah. Raider. And it is only a CAD, right? Like you yes. can't take any formations. Whereas yeah. before, I mean, you could take Formation. all three of those land raiders and you could put them in that... Uh, the spearhead thing. Yeah, which yeah. is pretty fucking deadly. Yeah, so this is... Um, I mean, granted, at a thousand points, that's a lot of land raiders, but... You can still do it, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what What did you call this format for? Old Hammer or something? No, I don't think... No, Old Hammer is when you play, like, an old edition oh. of... Okay. Of Warhammer. Um, I feel that this really dulls down the game to, like, no cheesiness at all. Yeah. Or, like, it's going to be very hard to find a way to cheese something out. Because even... Uh, like, monstrous creature units, I'm pretty sure. Like, Riptides. Like, any tank... You can't take tank squadrons. Uh, anything on the that, army. Anything that's 0 to 3, or like 1 to 3, yeah. 1 to X, you can only take one of. Oh, yeah, yeah, in the tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah tournament. you can't take tank squadrons. Yeah. That's right. So you can't take monstrous creature squadrons either, which is the reason why I didn't want to play my Tau either, because I don't like running just one ghost kill. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's also part of the modified Highlander. A single combined arms attachment at a thousand points. No allies, no formations, mm -hmm. no unbound. I think that's about it for tournament restrictions. Oh, three color minimum, including a primer. Yeah. Uh, WYSIWYG. Very so WYSIWYG. Apparently, yeah, yeah. very WYSIWYG. Um, but yeah, other than that, I, I don't mind WYSIWYG because like, my army is WYSIWYG. Mm -hmm. so, and I have this badass new sergeant, so happy about that. Yeah, man. So you want to go over our list and what we're kind of thinking we're going to bring here? Well, I'm not changing mine at this point. <laughs> uh, do you want me to start? Sure. All right. So uh, Warlord is librarian with jump pack and Gillian staff, which is a relic force stay for uh, the Blood Angels. He's also got the thing that allows him to take an extra Warlord trade off the strategic table. Uh, with him is jump pack, a sanguinary priest with a a uh, big unit of sang or a five man unit of sanguinary guard with banner and death masks. Uh, I think that's it for. Yeah, I think that's it for elites. Um, also, two tactical squads. So one, uh, just with a missile launcher with flak, uh, five man in a razorback twinling glass cannons. Uh, I didn't get, end up giving it any other upgrades. We talked about doing like a dozer blade, but yeah. I don't actually own a dozer blade for it. So, mm -hmm. so you can't always make it. Um, now you're taking the flak for Skyfire? Yeah. yeah. So you're trying only, to add some Skyfire, Skyfire to your thousand yeah. points. You never know what you're going to see, right? Well, I have an idea. A little bit. <laughs> but, yeah, so um, it's a thousand points. You can't expect much air. You can't really fit a lot of air in, but... Yeah, I need something to deal with it, but it's not really enough. But I, I also got like a twin link, some twin links, so we'll see. Uh, other troop choice is a five man attack squad, heavy flamer, combi flamer, and a drop pod. So that's four uh, objective security units. So hopefully that's. That's a pretty dirty unit with the drop pod, man, because something's hiding in cover, you're dropping those three flamer templates. Two flamer templates. Isn't one a combi flame? You have a flamer, a heavy flamer. No, just flamer? heavy flamer and combi. Oh, flamer. okay, but still, it needs to be a ten man squad. Yeah, to take but the second. still, that two flame templates. One is a heavy flamer. Oh, oh it worked well tonight. Yeah. So, I mean, heavy flamer is that? Like, if I drop that next to a raider, that's ignoring jink, 
Um, only hitting the vehicle on like a five or a six, depending on the flamer, but also hitting the guys inside. The guys inside, if it's open top, yeah. yeah. So, hopefully, yeah. It's a nasty unit. I was really impressed with what it did the first turn in our yeah. game tonight. Yeah, so uh, fast attack, five bikes with uh, two grav guns, sergeant with a combi grav, and a five-man assault squad with two melt guns and a veteran sergeant with infernal pistol and power axe. Mm -hmm. And planning on taking sanguinary discipline for the uh, librarian because he can't take, uh, what is it, telepathy with Telepathy with invisibility, yeah, so... I don't know. Some of the stuff in the Sanguinary Discipline is kind of shit. Like, there's this blood boil power that you need to take toughness tests, and considering most people play Space Marines, it's not Hard, that reliable. Yeah. Um, the other one, like, another one, you can, like, move a unit 12 inches. They, like, sort of jump an extra 12 inches mm -hmm. in the psychic phase, but then they can't charge, so... Oh, that's kind of shitty, especially for an assault army. Yeah, yeah. That, I don't know why the fuck they did that. Yeah. Can, like, what, how is... How would that be overpowered versus invisibility? Yeah, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there, there's another psychic table that, like a discipline that would. Yeah, be better. we're gonna look through the books tonight. But yeah, like that's. I feel like the, only really the uh, blood boil power I think is no application. Other mm -hmm. everything else like, five up in ball save, extra attacks, uh. Force a unit, take morale check at minus two. Mm -hmm. So, like stuff like that's pretty decent. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the two characters go in the sanguinary guard. I'm gonna try my damnedest not to deep strike stuff because uh, the two test games I've played that didn't go well. So. Yeah, I just ended up piecemealing your armies. And... Yeah, so it's not gonna work. Um, do you have any tactics in mind? What you want to plan on doing going um, in? I'm thinking about doing. I mean, it depends on the mission. Like. So it's going to depend, like, how I play is definitely going to be dependent on my opponent. But considering it's such a small army and it's assault-based, I need to present a lot of targets mm -hmm. to, to an opponent so he can only kill one at a time. Or, like, he hopefully gets confused and just targets multiple units. Mm -hmm. And you rock space marines, decent armor saves. Yeah, so I'm thinking I need to do, like, a reverse flank. Or, some, no, not reverse flank. Uh, refused flank. So just have... My bikes, my salt marines, my sanguinary guard, and like just lock down the whole flank. Yeah. So I've got the speed with the like also with the razorback and a drop hog coming in. I can really like lock like really take down one yeah. flank. So we're before other games like I have my predator off to the left side and kind of like got suck out there, or I've you know, guys deep striking into the back corner mm -hmm. to take pot shots at a vehicle. So that stuff isn't going to cut it. So, yeah, I think that's my list. Um, any suggestions for um, critiques? No, I think that when you said stick them all together or work one flank, I like that idea. Uh -huh. I think that the the flamer in the drop pod is almost a sacrificial um, yeah, which unit, I, which kind of sucks at a thousand points. But, I mean... If you put the drop pod on an objective, it's going to get blown up, man. They're not that durable. Yeah. Especially at a thousand points when you don't have a lot of other armor. You have a tank. Yeah. Well, I mean, granted, the tank has last cannon, so you got some range on that tank. You can mm -hmm. sit them back. Yeah. Right? And people probably, unless they have 48 as well, will have to, or 72, will have to come forward to attack you. Yeah. 
Um, but if I have drop in the draw pod and on the same flank as everything else is charging, even if they it's might on not objective, the yeah, they yeah. might focus on the bikes mm -hmm. and the uh, sanguinary guard. So I would do that if yeah. I was to do anything, is try and have an objective that you put the drop pod on that's on the same side as everyone else coming at yeah. it. Because then if they choose to shoot at the drop pod and it takes more than a few squads, more mm -hmm. than one squad, then they're not yeah. shooting at the guys moving up that side. Yeah. All right, so what are you taking? So I am running your Dark Eldar. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so full credit, I uh, was the, I had the basis for this list. I yeah, so I to told you. you like a few weeks ago, I was like, hey, uh, I think I'm going to come down for the tournament. I just have to figure out what I have to paint or whatever. And then a few days later, you text me. You're like, hey, man, if you want to come down for the tournament, why don't you use my Dark Eldar? Here's mm -hmm. like a test list that I gave you that like, I'll send you. And I looked at it, and I was like, all right, this is pretty good. Um, Very but, different list than what I usually run, too. Yeah, yeah. more of the type of Dark Eldar list that I would play. And I wanted to play more of like a shooting yeah. Dark Elder Army. So you sent me the list. I looked over it, and you had the Razorwing Jet Fighter and the Bomber. And I asked you, I was like, oh, what, like you bought another flyer? You have a Bomber? And you said, no, Rob mm -hmm. from the Greater Windsor Table Warriors, Table yeah. Warriors uh, was willing to lend it to me. And instantly I realized that, whoa, two flyers at 1,000 points Highlander? I'm probably not going to see a lot of anti-air. Yeah. And the Dark Elder flyers are pretty damn good yeah although they are paper airplanes well most flyers are true but these more so um but anyways but like they both have strength eight ap2 shots yeah um the on the bomber i have dark sides i think they're called yeah, dark sides and they're strength eight ap2 blast lance yeah and then the razor jet fighter has two dark lances Strength 8, AB2, Lance, it's not Blast. Yeah. But, and, um... Uh, some four missiles. Yeah, for, I'll go over my whole list. Yeah. So, because I wanted that to be the focal point of my army, I spent a lot of points on them. I think it ends up being almost, like, 400 points for just the two flyers. Yeah. Um, and, I don't know. Well, you could take an Archon with a Blaster. You can't... The problem is, since it's Highlander and dedicated transports are only still 0-1. One, oh one, yeah. You can't Venom Spam... So it's like, well, if I just put an Archon... Like, I don't have any Assault guys. What, what type of HQ am I going to use? And for how many points is it going to take up? Mm. And then you reminded me that, you know, well, you could take a Court of the Archon, which is one model yeah. as the... What's it? The layman or something. The layman like, or... The poisoner. The mean, yeah. Um, for 10 points. So that's my Warlord, <laughs> and it's not regular Maelstrom, so there's no Slay the Warlord or... Slay the, there's Slay the Warlord as a tertiary objective, yeah. so it's worth one mission point. Oh, but Kingslayer is the actual Maelstrom objective that yeah. has D3, but it's not Maelstrom, it's ITC, so that's not in the game. Yeah. So all I'm giving up is one mission point if he dies. But I'm keeping him, like, way back in my side, if he can hold an objective, cool. If not, out of line of sight, around. You want to come after him, cool, I'll just start running him away. Yeah. You know, I got Fleet. Yeah, right. but I, on the other hand, she has only one wound, toughness three, five up save. That's cool. It's only one mission point. Yeah. Compared for ten points, compared to what the rest of the army is going to yeah. do. Yeah, mm, true. Um, then I'm taking uh, five Trueborn with four blasters. Mm -hmm. um, I'll talk about that more in a second. I'm taking ten warriors, uh, all with splinter rifles, no splinter cannon. I needed the like ten points that it is for the splinter cannon. Oh, I see. Um, elsewhere. So I just took that out. Um... Such a good weapon, but, though. <laughs> no, it is a good weapon, but yeah. for the 10 points that I needed it elsewhere, it was worth it. Fair enough. Um, they're in a raider with a dark lance, a night shield, and splinter racks. So it's like 
Typical Dark Eldar gunboat. Yeah. Um, Points heavy, but good. Yeah. Then I'm taking a five-man Cabalite Warrior unit. This is just to fulfill the two troop choices of yeah. a CAD. Um, they don't have any upgrades. They're sitting in the back. But they are taking a dedicated transport. They're taking a Venom with two Splinter Cannons. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the reason they're taking the transport is so that it's a troop choice. And every game that I play, the they won't be in... The Venom. They won't start mm. in the Venom. They'll the Venom will be on the wherever the Trueborn are. Yeah. And then first turn the Trueborn will hop inside the Venom. That Venom is objective secured. Yeah. Even though the Trueborn are, but that's okay. And then the the five man warrior squad can sit in my end on an objective. Yeah. Um, and then I'm taking a five man Reaver squad. Um, no upgrades at all. They're just super fast and grab objectives. But if anybody if any army has Skyfire, that's not a vehicle. Um, the Reavers will first turn do their Eldar boost or like jet bike boost yeah. where they can go like up to 36 inches or whatever it is um, as close to that unit as they can out of line of sight mm-hmm. so second turn they can charge in and lock that unit up yeah. if not kill them it's only a 5 man unit no upgrades if it's like a basic troop choice small troop choice they might be able to do some damage to it yeah and if you get the charge off you got your rending rending exactly yeah they have pistol close combat weapons. Yeah. So you're looking at but that's not their point. The their charge. point is to lock the unit up yeah. so that it can't skyfire. And then I have a Ravager with three Dark Lances and a Night Shield. Mm-hmm. A little anti-tank. Or yep. if I'm rocking against Terminators or something like that, it's three yeah. shots you can fire at Terminators, AP2, Strength yeah. 8. Um, it's also good against uh, Death Stars just because it is that Strength 8. That's true, yeah. <clears throat> um, and then the Heart of My Army... I have a Razor Wing Jet Fighter with two Dark Lances, which is Strength 8, AP2, Heavy 1 Lance. Uh, four Monocythe Missiles, which is Strength 6, AP5, Large Blast. And then just a Twin Link Splinter Rifle, the basic that it comes on it, and a Night Shield as well. So why Monocythe instead of... I think it was the just the points-wise. I'd have to look at... What... They're not extra points. Then I might switch it over. Yeah. The, this, um, this I have it on, uh, what's it called right now, on um, Battle Scribe. Yeah. I think I just left it like that because I wanted to look over the two of them. Yeah. Do you know what the stats offhand of the other one is? Uh, Fleshbane. Well, what's the strength? Oh, Fleshbane strength is wounding on a 2+. Plus. Always wounding on 2+. Plus. It has no uh, AP. AP value. So the reason why I did the other one is because strength 6 is a good strength, even versus horde armies. Most horde armies are, like if I play against orcs, they're still only toughness four. Yeah, so you're still so I'm still two. wounding on twos. Okay, well that's what Fleshbane is going to do for you. Yeah, and it's AP five. They're not getting armor saves against a large blast. Yeah, and also do damage to light. Vehicles. So it's kind of a, a what trade off. Yeah, like take all comers or whatever. Well, um, the the argument I would make is that you can now if you take the Fleshbane ones, they're also decent against like monstrous creatures. They are, but the we had this we had this yeah. came up in our game. You get. On a large blast, it doesn't matter how large the blast is, you're only getting one hit. Yeah. On a horde, you're getting as many hits as it covers, right? Yeah. So when it comes to taking on, I don't know what I'm going to be facing, mm-hmm. I'd rather have more stuff. Because I don't have a lot of stuff to handle hordes. Yeah. I need those large blasts, right? Okay. I have a lot of AP2, but mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of large blasts. So okay. that's why I took that. Oh, fair. Um, and then I also have a Void Raven Bomber with Night Shields, two Dark Sides, which is... Strength 8, AP 2, Heavy 1, Blast Lance. Mm-hmm. And, Blast Lance. Yeah. 
and two Shatterfield Missiles, which are uh, Strength 7 Large Blast Shred, and two Implosion Missiles, which are Strength 6 AP2 <sighs> Blast. Large Blast, right? No, that's those ones are just Blast. Ooh, okay. Um, but then I also have Void Mine, which is a Bomb, and it's Strength 9 AP2 Large Blast Lance. Yeah. So I use that today on you. You had to drop pod with some Terminator, with uh, some... The tax squad, squad the yeah, and I just flew right over it as soon as it came in. Dropped down that strength nine AP two, took out the drop pod. Oh no, I only did a wound to the drop pod. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, took a hull point off. But I cleaned out the whole squad. Almost. Four or five, yeah, yeah. Um, that wasn't very nice of you. <laughs> so that's my army for a thousand points. Tactics are pretty simple. Yeah, hide everything. <laughs> Kill like, the sky fire. Yeah, just stay out of line of sight. Lock up the sky fire, or try and take it out, and then just let the and flyers do their thing. Profit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I, I don't think you'll be allowed back. <laughs> it is kind of a dirty list. It's going to be fun. It's my first time ever playing Dark Eldar, well, and that's the list that I'm running. It's a dirty list, but it's also a glass cannon. Oh, it is for sure. Like, that stuff that starts on the table, there's not a lot of models. So, it, well, remember, the flyers can't take objectives or anything like that, so I still yeah. have to keep stuff alive on the table if I want to start scoring points. Well, it, not just that, but, like... Everything's light armor. You have very few models. Yep. So if someone brings, if you someone brings a flyer of their own, they're going to be forcing you to drink every turn. Yep. And like you know, a couple flak missiles. Two points. It's a tournament. People yeah. are playing to win. We're paying an entrance fee. There's prizes on the line. Like people, even though it's like a friendlier format, so Highlander. Um, the single detachment, combined arms detachment, it's still a tournament. Yeah. Like, I'm not bringing... A super fluffy list, just the... No, like, I almost always bring a captain. I'm not doing that because a librarian's a better choice, especially yeah. at a thousand points. Mm-hmm. I'm not bringing Death Company. That's something I almost... Like, it is in the special rules of my chapter that I'm supposed to bring a Death Company, mm-hmm. and I'm not doing it because it's a tournament. And also, at this point in the game, flyers are a reality, like tanks are a reality you need some you need tools to deal with them yeah you wouldn't go to a game without last cannons or melted to take out high armor tanks mm-hmm. at this point in the meta you shouldn't be going to a game without something to deal with flyers yeah exactly so it's it's another side of that rock paper scissors now like with infantry or like even like light infantry heavy infantry light vehicles heavy vehicles mm-hmm. flyers are also part of that now mm-hmm. And that's the reality of the game. So, I mean, if I was bringing two Land Raiders it, to the tournament, it'd be kind of like that, because, like, Armor 14's hard to deal with, especially at 1,000 points. Yeah. But that'd be a risk, because that'd be half my army. Yeah. And then, well, that's almost what I'm doing exactly, right? It's like 400 that. points. <laughs> Maybe I should do that. Bring two Land Raiders? With tax squads in them. Yeah. That's what, 700 points? 800? Or 800 points? Huh. <laughs> well, I can't bring two land raiders. Highland. Oh, right. that's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I probably would have done that. <laughs> cool. Uh, so, yeah. you have any expectations for tomorrow? Uh, I'm not expecting to win, because we were talking about that today. Blood Angels is one of the weaker codexes. In all and, of 40k. Yeah, and I kind of need to come to terms with that, and just, like, it's always going to be an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping... I'm hoping to just play my best, and, you know, if I win a prize, that'd be cool. Mm -hmm. I was trying really hard to get my stuff at least 
paint it to a decent tabletop to try it, like how I shot it, best painted, but yeah. that I, didn't happen. The thing I like about playing in tournaments is it really gets you into like painting your army. Yeah. Whereas if you're not, if there's nothing really making you get everything painted, you can kind of get into a bit of a lull. Yeah, definitely. Right, a bit of a dry spell of, oh, I don't really feel like painting, but if you have a tournament coming up, it's like, oh, i got to get it painted, because if I don't get it painted, then I can't play with it. Well, this is more than I painted, like, since we started the podcast. Yeah. Like, well, maybe not that much, but yeah. <laughs> like, this, I got a lot done in, you know. A short amount of time. Yeah, in, like, a week and a half. So, yeah, what about you? Expectations? Um... It's my first time playing Dark Elder, so I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm sure I'm going to screw up. We played a game today, and I completely oh, we forgot. Talk about that yeah, we'll talk about the game that we played. Yeah. But I completely forgot about my... Uh, power from Pain. Power from Pain. Yeah. I didn't roll any of my field no pains, which may have come in handy at certain points. You I don't know. even know if you had an opportunity to. Because the only wounds I did to warriors that were laid enough in the game was with my... Warlord attacking you in close combat, and he was doubling you out, anyways. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but regardless, I would have had Fearless at some points and stuff like that. Yeah, but um, I still, I think I'm going to win a game or two. I think that the flyers are going to be a hard thing to deal with. I thought today playing that I was going to have a hard time because I've never used flyers before. I thought I was going to have a hard time maneuvering them around the table, but no, I just, they came on and I just started kind of doing a diamond pattern around the table. Yeah, and. You know, there was one turn out of the five that we played that they didn't have anything to fire at, but every other turn they had stuff to fire at. I think so. that was like the last turn, yeah. too. Yeah. So they had already done their damage. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we played a practice game at my place. Mm-hmm. We did the first mission that we're going to play so tomorrow. It's like Vanguard Strike, one of the. It's sort of split up in like you two main uh, goals, I guess. So, the so first, yeah, so the first I, one is more kill points. So, in ITC. Yeah. Um, you have your primary objective, which is a eternal war. Game, yeah, so which is worth four points. Whoever wins that uh, objective, I guess you could say. Yeah. Whoever wins the eternal war mission gets four points, and then there's a modified maelstrom, which is modified per um, mission that you're playing. How many objectives are on the table and stuff? Yeah. And you roll two d six, and then each of those dice is a corresponding. Um, objective. objective. So it, it's mono, it's like Maelstrom, but it doesn't use the actual Maelstrom rules. It uses a D6 table that you roll on. Yeah, each and turn. you have to obtain that objective that turn. It's not like Maelstrom where you draw a card and it's like, well, I can work towards getting to Objective 3. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. If you can't get to Objective 3 that turn, you're not going to get the point. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then there's the Tertiary, which is the usual like First Blood, Line Breaker, uh, Slay the Warlord. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so we played a game. We played that mission. Yeah, which so was uh, Vanguard Strike with Purge the Alien primary. So kill then, points, yeah. Yeah, and then three objectives as part of the Maelstrom. And the other Maelstrom objectives were like, you have to have three scoring units in your deployment zone without any enemy units, which I got almost every turn, actually. Yeah. And then after you whittled down a few of my units, I couldn't score it. I started all. working on the guys that were in your line because you yeah. kept getting that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I... Uh, so... I almost won it. I think we tied on the Maelstrom because I had a good early lead. Maelstrom we did tie because you had a really good lead and then I started taking it. Yeah. And then kill points, Jason almost tabled me. (laughs) You had one model left on the table. I had my Sanguinary Priest left. That was it. Yeah. Um, 
the game started off interesting. Like, I tried to hide everything with my game plan, out of line of sight. Yeah. And I got a little greedy. First turn, I, because my jet bikes were back, he only had one, his missile launcher that could had Skyfire. But it was like, my bikes would have to go into the open. There was no line of sight blockage between him and, between the missile launcher yeah. and the bikes. So I just had them far back. So I was like, well, maybe I'll start moving them forward. So I moved them forward, but not like out of line of sight. I moved them into cover. Mm-hmm. And you were able to just move, bring your grab bikes in. No, you didn't bring your grab bikes in. You brought down your drop Flame or tactical swap. And yeah. they cleaned out all but two of the, all but two of the bikes. Yeah. And forced them to fall back. Yeah. Um, they did rally and come back and do a fair amount. Later Captured on, a yeah. few objectives and stuff. But regardless, I should have just kept them back. Yeah. Um, because I brought them near the objective too, so when you put the drop pod down and release the guys, you were all within range of the objective to grab it as well. It was a bad move on my half. Well, also my bikes cleaned out a bit of that um, warrior squad that was on the objective, mm-hmm. so that's why I was able to take it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, so at the beginning of the game, after the first turn, it looked like you were yeah. just all over me. Oh, me. yeah. And then my flyers came in. Yeah, and that was it. <laughs> turn two, the flyers came on. Uh the bomber took out the drop, but didn't take out the drop pod. Nether squad did. The I think it was the trueborn took out the drop pod yeah, with their blasters. With the blasters. And then, but he did one hull point with the bomber, and then he basically took out the uh, the bikes jinked, and they lost a few guys, and yeah. then just went around the table. Well, one of the turns I forced the flyer to jink, so that was another thing. Is that your uh, the Void Raven, it's all blast weapons, so if it's snap firing, it yeah, it's shoot. interesting. I never realized that before. Since I have it, I should probably take off the night shield and put. Well, I know it saves it, so even though he can't fire, he's still on the table. What are you gonna say? The night shield gives him the three plus, three jank, plus jank, yeah, as opposed to the four stealth. plus. So I don't know. Keeping it on is probably a good idea. I highly recommend it. Yeah. Also, with the bikes, I mean, you kept him in cover, but. They have a three-up jink. Yeah. So you might as well just throw them out in the middle. But That's true, too, yeah. Yeah. But I, I put them off to the side there, not thinking your bikes were going to come at Or you did, weren't going to drop your drop pod yeah. down there and flame them. Well, that was my intention. When you told me your plan, I was like, okay, well, I know how to deal with bikes. Yeah. Flamers. Or, or assault them. Because yeah. they're, they're good in assault, but they're kind of shitty if they don't get the charge yeah. off. Because they're... Well, they only have a 5 plus save. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, they have a good number of attacks, and they got the nice Hammer of Wrath, but that's it. So, um, yeah, I put my uh, jump back troops in Deep Strike, and they came out on piecemeal. That was a big mistake. Mm-hmm. I think I need to just do the Refuse Flank, and that should really, hopefully, just maul the enemy. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we'll uh, see tomorrow. Yeah, so... Uh, We'll take another short break, and we're going to come back with uh, the tournament tomorrow. Yeah, all right. Uh, Best of luck. (laughs) All right, so I'm here with Tyler, the tournament organizer for the Highlander tournament. Uh, Thanks for putting on the tournament. My pleasure. So uh, can you give me just a quick overview of how things went today? Uh, I'm really pleased with the the general uh, you know the turnout from you know from the get go. I, I you know really happy to see uh, saw ten guys playing today. Uh, the game has moved along really nice pace. Uh, very little um, hindrance in terms of rules problems and stuff like that. 
Uh, definitely learned a lot about the Highlander format mm -hmm. too. Um, I think we'll try it again, but I think we'll probably just make it a once a year kind of event, something a little more unique and special. Um, and I certainly learned a lot about uh, you know fine tuning some of the the, uh, the objective rules and stuff like yeah. that, you know, uh, which will be applied in my next tournament for sure. So tell me about the Highlander. Why did you choose that format? Uh, well. I wanted to try something different, and I wanted to kind of bring, uh, you know, we have a really small community here in Windsor, and I wanted to try something different uh, and a little more restrictive and force players to make some really hard choices. You know, at 1,000 points under a Highlander format, you're forced to make some pretty hard decisions because you can't, you can't take any of these huge Killy Death Stars. You can't take your formations. There's a lot of limitations that make you have to go an extra step in thinking about your battle plan and stuff like that, you know, like where, uh, where before it might be good to have an expensive four or five hundred point combined unit, mm -hmm. doesn't really work so well in a thousand point Highlander event. So um, it rewards players that are that are both fluffy and you know and, and and aren't so geared towards the power gaming. I find and I I think it's a really fun event. People have a lot of fun. Uh, the, the games flowed really well. We didn't have any, I, I feel we didn't have any super one-sided battles and stuff like that. Luck's always a factor, but um, I think everybody had fun, and we'll definitely run this event again, for sure, in the future. Yeah. Awesome. So you also managed to take first place. Can you tell me about your list and how your games went? Uh, well, I'll start off by mentioning that uh, I don't generally want to participate in a yeah. tournament that I run myself. I only participated purely for the... Uh, the evening of the number of players, I didn't want anybody sitting out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I what I will, what I will mention about my list is that uh, uh, I'm overall pleased with the performance. I mean, I certainly can't be displeased with the first place win. Um, I ran a lot of you know cheaper units and stuff like that. I think uh, my deep strike and rippers were valuable in scoring some objectives here and there. Uh, the maneuverability of my hive tyrant combined with my hive prone. Uh, helped a lot, and, and I mean the Hive Tyrant, the Flying Hive Tyrant, is, it's a money unit, you really can't complain with it. Uh, yeah, I spent almost a third of my points in him, but he carried his points every single game. Yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, I, I, the MVP definitely goes to the Hive Tyrant, hands down. Uh, but without some of my other, you know, I, I've also had some other moments uh, in my games, like especially like I had my two zone throw broods, I shot a uh, land shot at a Catacomb Command Barge. Uh, my opponent took the shot on his uh, on his overlord, failed his four up invulnerable, nice. and and got instant death. And bam, got the warlord kill early in the game when it really counted and made a huge difference. So I think I made the right choices for our meta, which has a lot of power armies, and it worked out for me. The the, the dice were you know the dice gods were fortunate on my side today, and uh, I think I played tactically well and played to the missions and was able to come out with the win. Awesome. So you mentioned the next tournament's going to be 1850, just anything goes. Can you talk a little bit about that, um, like what the format might be and when it will be? Absolutely. Um, it's going to be roughly around three months from now. I'm hoping, I'm shooting maybe sometime around May, possibly June. Uh, it's going to be a completely open format. Formations, uh, you know, multiple detachments will be allowed, Lords of War. It will be very few restrictions as can as compared to this particular event that we just had today. Um, and uh, being as it's set in, uh, in a time frame three or four months from now, gives guys plenty of time to get ready for this, and I want people to, uh, 
really feel uh, motivated to participate in this next tournament. I want to make it big. It's going to be big prizes. It's going to be a big trophy that I'm planning on making it the annual thing where people get their names inscribed and it it's cemented in a history for our particular club. Like the, the Greater Winter Table Warriors needs something to kind of cling to, you know, yeah. something to gun for every year. And I think this tournament is, is going to set that bar. Awesome. That's great. So you use some independent tournament circuit, missions and rules. How did that work out? When do you use it again? Uh, well, you know, it, it's a good, it's a good uh, groundwork to work from. It's, it's, it's an excellent you know, foundation, and it's certainly made creating the tournament environment that I was going to use a lot easier because there was kind of a set template to kind of work from. And all I had basically done was take the template, copy it, tweak it very, you know, uh, very minutely and uh, and kind of see how it went. Uh, there's a couple little changes I'll change here and there, uh, but overall I'm pleased with how it runs. I think it's efficient and fair, and uh, it's something that is definitely going to stick with us for, uh, for I think, most, if not all, tournament uh, events that we have here at this particular local club. I mean, the, the inclusion of having uh, Eternal War and Modified Malstorm in the same mission uh, adds a completely new dimension of, of uh, uh, tactics that players have to be aware of and adds a whole different dimension to the game that I think makes the game uh, not only more challenging but more fun for both players. So um, I'm certainly going to keep that and always roll with it and just try to find ways to tweak it and improve it however I can. Uh, that's all I got. Anything you want to add? Um, I will add that uh, these tournaments are always open to anybody from any of the surrounding areas here to Windsor. Um, and I invite anybody and everybody to uh, come check out uh, iToy Soldiers and pay attention for, uh, for these events. And when they come up, I always post my tournaments at least a month in advance. This next tournament, because it's a bigger level event, I will be posting it probably two months in advance. That way people have plenty of forewarning, they know what to be prepared for. Uh, I'll have an FAQ and errata uh, all set up, our own uh, house-ruled set of FAQs. Um, to clarify some rules discrepancies, because that's another thing that we kind of learned with today's uh, with today's tournament is that there we didn't have a pre-established guideline and FAQ that we were going to depend on. Um, so when there was a couple rule conflicts, uh, we had to just go with the old-fashioned roll-off decision yep. because we don't have anything uh, set in stone. But I'll be working on that in the next couple weeks. Have that finalized. Uh, and it will be implemented for the next time, for sure. All right, awesome. Thanks a lot, and uh, congrats on a great event. Thank you. All right, so I'm here with uh, Jesse at the tournament. He was running Necrons today. Uh, Jesse, uh, tell me about your list. Well, I basically just had a simple combined arms attachment based on what the rules uh, required. Uh, just uh, my goal... Um, I had a lot of fast attack slots, not should have thought ahead because of the scout rank game, you know, kind of hurt me, but it really didn't matter in the game because uh, we ended up tying that score anyway. But uh, my goal with the list was to have some maneuverable movement uh, models just so I can get control of as many objectives as I could and just try to hold them. Rely on my Necron resiliency to just keep me alive. So, uh, can you tell me about the games? Maybe give me a few highlights, like awesome moments. Yeah, there's quite a few. Um, 
like there's the terrible moment where I forgot my reserve and uh, ended up costing me a lot of points in that game. I would have won the whole game, 11 altogether, but I only ended up getting seven or something. And uh, yeah, just forgetting your reserves, you don't want to do that. <laughs> no. What do you think of the format in terms of the Highlander army building and also the ITC missions? I like it. It kind of brings things to a simpler form, you know, with the update of formations and stuff and how overpowered things can be, you know. It really scales that down to a sense because mm -hmm. you can't abuse the formations, you can't abuse the allies, and you just got to stick to what you have in your codex, basically, and just go with that. Cool. And what about the ITC missions? Uh, they were unique. I like it. I like having a Maelstrom and an Eternal War thing going on at the same time, you know? Mm -hmm. Because you just don't have one primary goal. You have to focus on a lot of things, and it forces you to make decisions you wouldn't normally make, you know? Choosing whether or not you want to kill a unit or take an objective, yeah. you know? And I like that a lot about it. Alright, cool. Um, if you participate in any other tournaments in uh, Windsor or elsewhere... Oh uh, yeah, I would. I like it. I'm uh, just new into it. This is my second tournament, but uh, I really had a blast. There's a lot of good players here, and uh, just overall, fun, <laughs> you know? Right. Had a blast. Awesome. Anything else you want to add? Mm, no, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, man. All right. now that we've actually played them. Outcome. We're replaced. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not going to be No. <laughs> we didn't, neither of us placed. Although, no. I'll, I'll talk about it during the battles, but I feel like one of them I should have won mm -hmm. just because I wasn't paying. Like, I, if I'd been smarter about mm -hmm. it, I think I could have won, and then I might have placed. Mm -hmm. So, um, do you want to talk about the missions first? Yeah. Okay, so there were, it was three games that we played. Yeah. The first one was the game that we had played. I think, I don't know if we had talked about it before when we talked about the pregame, but we played it the night before. Mm -hmm. It was a Vanguard Strike uh, deployment. Mm -hmm. And it was ITC mission, so there was a um, Maelstrom part, which was a secondary, but the uh, primary part was an internal war mission. So the, To be fair, secondary doesn't mean like secondary objectives. There's like two separate ways to score Yeah, to score points. To score yeah. four points yeah. the total, yeah. Um, and then there were the regular secondary objectives as well. Yeah. So which were now tertiary. Yes. Tertiary. <laughs> um so it was purge the aliens, so just kill points, and then the maelstrom part, just uh ITC if you haven't played before, you just roll two um D six and then there's six different objectives in there that you can grab. Mm -hmm. Um so it's not like you have a whole deck of cards or anything yeah. like that. Um and then first blood linebreaker, slay the warlord. So that was the first one. So the so to be clear uh, the Purge the Alien, whoever had the most kill points in the game, wins four points. Yeah. Victory points. And then whoever has the most Maelstrom points also earns another four victory points. Yeah, and and each of the secondaries are worth three. Yeah, and then each or of you each can, one, sorry. Each one of those, each person can... Well, no, I guess each person can't get first blood, yeah. but but um, Slay the Warlord and Linebreaker, each person can yeah. get, right? ITC mission, like, true ITC missions have, like, a whole slew of tertiary objectives. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. not just those three. Mm-hmm. And then the second mission. So uh, there was only death, hammer and anvil. No, sorry, dawn of war deployment. Mm -hmm. Can't read. Um, it has four objective markers. 
So each player places two objective markers, and both sets are numbered one and two. So there's two objective ones, two objective twos. Which was kind of cool. I like that. Yeah, I did too. Um, so the primary mission was uh, Crusade, so whoever had the most objectives at the end of the turn. Yeah, you get um, three points for every get, uncontested objective. Yeah, so and then, then the person who has the most of those gets, gets four, four mission points. victory points, yeah. yeah, or mission points. Secondary Maelstrom, and uh, just, like, hold either Objective 1, either Objective 2, so you have two options. If you roll one of those, then destroy a unit and do some stuff with your deployment zone, your enemies. Yeah. So, and then the third one was War and Ending, which is a ham, hammer and anvil deployment. Mm-hmm. And the primary mission was the Scouring. Um, yeah, so these this was uh, similar to the other one. We each place acceptance of two objectives. We each place three objectives, yeah. numbered one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. And there's specific parameters for how those had to be placed. So yeah, it's one in yours, out. one in no man's, one in your Enemies, opponent's. Yeah. And at the end of the game... The number of the objective is the amount of mission victory points that they're worth. Um, but then also, you get one victory point for every fast attack unit that you kill as well, which actually mm. came into play in my game. Um, I didn't mind. And then secondary, obviously, Maelstrom, yeah. and then the tertiary ones as well. Yeah. Um, so, so we had an yeah. interesting start to the tournament. Yeah, uh, co-hosts of the wrong side of the Maelstrom facing off in grudge match. Yeah, glory. no, I really like Brimstone. They have, um, I guess they do a lot of tournaments there, so they have like a nice TV hanging up on the, not on the ceiling, but high up on mm-hmm. the wall. So they were able to like throw out, like put up on the screen the the matchups. Yeah, and which the I thought was so cool. And, stuff, and yeah. the missions and like how you're supposed to set up for the mission and all that yeah. stuff. So it was really convenient to be able to just stay at your table, glance over at this TV and see exactly super handy. Yes. Yeah. You gotta bring a bunch of lists so that there's paper all over the place yeah. and you're shuffling through shit. So mm-hmm. and then uh, they also had like the countdown timer as well, which yeah. I found super convenient because you'd be playing and normally, like, if we play another tournament, you may be playing, like, okay, I don't know how much time I have. You kind of glance at your watch. When did we start this game? Are yeah, we yeah, keeping yeah. with the regular time? But no, you had this solid countdown going, so you yeah. really could tell, like, oh, good, I still have 45 minutes. I still got time. I still yeah. probably get another turn or two in, right? Yeah, they time everything like that for, uh, like, Magic the Gathering tournaments and mm-hmm. shit, like, they use that. But I'm not that they don't use it for 40K, but... Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, we so we ended up playing each other first, which was funny because... We were really like trying to pick each other's armies apart and help each other try and figure out how to play the night before. The night before, stuff, how to yeah. play our armies properly, and then we ended up playing each other. Yeah, first. <laughs> and like we were combing through the rule book, looking at different psychic disciplines for me to use. And yeah, and I was like, if you play anyone else, you should try and use biomancy. Oh, except if you play against me, you should try and use um, um, divination. Divination, right? You ended up coming against me. Used Divination and yeah. got the 4-plus Involve save. <laughs> yeah, which uh, just stayed on my Sanguinary Guard, who rang with my Warlord Librarian and Sanguinary Priest, so it's mm-hmm. super tough unit, 2-plus, 4-plus, plus, and feel no pain. Yeah, I ended up just trying to avoid them for most of the game. No, I, yeah. I tried to wait until the very end, until I didn't have anything else to shoot at, to start picking them off. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about that game. You want to go first? Yeah, sure. So I deployed... Uh, as many of my units as forward as possible, like on the very end edge of the vanguard deployment, right nearby, uh, not file, uh, right near Jason's army, <laughs> and uh, rush forward with like my bikes, all my jump troops, and drop pod came in supporting them on that flank, 
Uh, I burned out the Trueborn because they'd done a lot of damage in our practice game. And I was really afraid of them, especially against like my Sanguinary Guard. Because mm-hmm. it's only four shots, which isn't a lot for infantry, but they're... They're Dark Eldar, man. They're hitting on threes. They're going to be wounded on twos. Ignoring armor, yeah. Yep. So e- even with like the Feeling of Pain. Well, they wouldn't have caught Feeling And you got the pain. Venom there yeah. as well, as well, right? So I burned out most of the Trueborn with Flamers on the uh, open top. Mm-hmm. No, first turn, you were like right in my face. It was yeah. really good. I, um, on my side of the game... There were two line of sight blockers, mm-hmm. and one of them was like basically touching my deployment zone, and I just got way too cocky because it was pretty big. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, I'll just start here, and you won't be able to see me." I put a lot mm-hmm. of my guys right there, which when you play Dark Eldar, I don't think you should bunch up your guys mm-hmm. um, because if one yeah. skimmer explodes, which they're open yeah, top that, skimmers, yeah. they're very easy to explode. They can damage the other skimmers. That's true, and yeah. that happened in my second game. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, since you deployed like right up in the corner, right first turn you were right in my face, and yeah, I kind of messed up. I I should have sucked it up, and at that point realized you were so close that I should have just spent a turn moving twelve inches, then flat outing eighteen, eighteen, yeah. and just getting far enough away. Yeah, you can move twelve inches, but you're just not gonna be able to catch up to me. And I guess I was kind of afraid that oh, I'm wasting a turn. I should just be focusing on shooting at you. Yeah, when really I should have just done the dark Eldar thing and kept the distance and picked yeah, shots away just, at you. Yeah, just sacrifice turn of shooting to redeploy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you were drawing like really good uh, maelstrom, maelstrom objectives. Objectives. Yeah. So like by the second or th- no, by the third turn, I think you were up by like five to one. So at that point, I was like, "Well, there's no way I'm gonna get yeah. up on maelstrom." So I might as well just go for kill points. And I just started focusing on shooting your guys down. Yeah, which uh, you did very well. Yeah, I think. <laughs> what, did you end up with one model left on the table, or two? Oh, one or two. Something like that. Yeah. There was one point when you looked over to the tournament organizer and you said, like, oh, if I get tabled, but I'm winning, do I still win or do I lose? Yeah. But um, I didn't end up tabling you, but you still didn't end up winning. No, because we tied. We had a tie, yeah. yeah. And I don't think they were prepared for that. I think that kind of screwed up the scheduling for the next round. Yeah, people were like, uh, oh, God. Yeah, there was a recent <laughs> league, too, where the, there was a tie near in, like, one of the top games and, it, like, really screwed up the next round mm-hmm. not, not screwed up like the league continued but uh it had some unexpected matchups which was interesting mm-hmm. so yeah uh low point of the game that game for me was uh my bikes getting killed by overwatch that's right yeah well i mean your bikes charged in against my um my raider with the twin linked with the splinter racks with yeah. 10 guys inside so i mean i had 20 shots on you Hitting on threes, re-rolling, wounding on fours. No, no, hitting on sixes. Hitting on sixes, re-rolling. Yeah. But I still, I rolled a crazy amount of sixes. Yeah. So that um, wasn't nice. No. <laughs> there was also, you charged my uh, combat squad with flak missile launcher, and that combat went on forever. Went on for a long time. Yeah. I Yeah, we'll talk about that later in list talk. I, it was interesting playing Dark Elder for the first time, and I wasn't too sure what to do with the jet bikes, because the jet bikes, they had their purpose. They're supposed mm-hmm. to be... Whatever has anti-air, because my list was based off of air, so mm-hmm. whatever had anti-air, the bikes were supposed to charge in yeah. and lock up in combat. And I thought that five bikes were going to be able to handle one marine. <laughs> one marine, and it just lasted like three turns yeah. of combat. Which, I mean, hey, they did their job. They locked that guy up, but That's true. They maybe, maybe I would have been able to get more maelstrom points if I had done some other true. things. True. Oh, they also had hit and run, though. I don't know if you... No, but he needed to walk a lot. Yeah. Because yeah. I couldn't guy, finish on that. That guy stayed last. So, yeah. actually, so in our second game, though, um, 
you played the same person I played in our third game. Yeah, we both played uh, Death Fang or Kevin. Mm-hmm. So, so why don't you talk about your third game then? Yeah. Oh, one thing I just want to say about the first game is I did really good border control. I feel like yeah, really good. So control, I was really yeah. happy with yep. that, even though I lost almost every model. Like I was <laughs> able to. You you in. controlled the game for easily the first half easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, my third game was against uh, Blaine playing Dark Angels uh, Pivot on the forums, I believe. So uh, we ran into Blaine at our first tournament on this podcast back in September at uh, Planet X. Planet X. X Planet. I always screw it. So Blaine brought his Dark Angels again. Very beautifully painted army. Yeah. One best painted in both tournaments. Yeah, in both tournaments you won. Yeah, Yeah, I told him, I was like, yo, man, you know, (laughs) just keep coming to the tournaments because you're going to win stuff. Like, you're going to win best painted every tournament you go to. So even if you don't win, you're still going to get prize for best painted. (laughs) Yeah, so I was running with my warlord the uh, Victus or something like that. Um, It's a relic that allows me an extra warlord trait that has to be on the strategic table, which Mm -hmm. is super handy. Oh, strategic. I like... All, it's the best all, if I'm not going to roll on my specific codex table, yeah. I like always roll on strategic. Uh, I sometimes roll on personal because I like having beefy characters. Well, you tend to run a, a warlord that like gets into close combat that. or something like that. So yeah. the personal one is good. Yeah. Anyway, so for that mission against Blaine, I got the uh, three units can infiltrate. Trait, so, so good, especially for your army. <laughs> yeah, and I rolled uh, Endurance on Biomancy. Wow, yeah. <laughs> so, Bikes with the Sanguinary Priest, uh, the Assault Squad, and then the Sanguinary Guard with the Librarian all infiltrated behind a line of sight blocking piece, like, halfway up the board. So he got first turn, but I just, like, jumped forward and just, like, did a bunch of shooting. Yeah. Did a lot of damage to his uh, Ravenwing Bikes. There was knocked him down one man. And, uh, did you get into close combat that game? Oh, yeah. I, you can't first turn if you no, infiltrate. No, if you're infiltrate, no. Yeah. Um, his Terminators dropped down, and I charged him with the bikes, which might have been a mistake. I tied him up for a while, but um, I... Uh, what was the other power? Wait, you charged him with your grav bikes against Terminators? Yeah. After shooting, but yeah. Why don't you just stay away and just shoot at him for another turn? Um, you're wounding on twos. Reason? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. The other thing was I had the... Uh, the power that makes guys weaker, whatever the hell it's called, like minus one of strength and toughness. Oh, okay. It's malediction on biomancy. Hmm. Um, enfeebled, that's what it's called. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. they were enfeebled, so I was... Oh, it's not too bad. It, yeah, yeah, so strength five versus toughness three. Yeah, yeah, And they only have strength six with power fists against my bikes. Yeah, yeah, so... So, yeah, that, I felt that was good, but I didn't wipe them first turn, like I was getting a lot of attacks in, and then I eventually... It, it, uh, yeah. I eventually, luckily, fell back and was able to shoot them. Actually, I killed the last Terminators in Overwatch when he charged. When he charged it at you, nice. <laughs> I rolled like a disgusting. I rolled like four sixes on six. Wow, graphic dice. <laughs> so, yeah, that was terrible. I'm so sorry, Blaine. But uh, yeah, the game went seven turns, and I took out most. I think of Our game went seven turns as well. Or at maybe least six. Six, uh, yeah. six, I think. Yeah. But I was able to score both of my Maelstrom objectives every single turn. So I got 14 Maelstrom points <laughs> in that one game. Which um, ended up being great for you because you ended up winning an award for the tournament. Yeah, I won uh, Tactical Acumen, I think yeah, it was called. you got the most Maelstrom objectives out of anyone. Overall, yeah. <laughs> which was cool. So. Which I'm sure that last mission helped out. Oh, yeah. That mm. probably cinched it, to be honest. So, yeah, that was a solid victory for me. 
Uh, Blaine was a great opponent, lots of fun. Looking forward to playing him again. Jay, what was your second game? Um, so I played against Jesse, and he was playing um, 30k Imperial Fist. Mm-hmm. This was interesting. I've never played against 30k before. Okay, so how, how did you find it? Um, interesting. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is like I'm, I'm so my head, like I know armies in 40k. Like I'm still learning armies in 40k about mm-hmm. like what this unit does, what that unit does. And I see a Space Marine army, it's like, okay, I understand Space Marines. I'm starting to build a Space Marine army. I, I yeah. get what this is. I get what that is. And I come up against a uh, 30k army. I'm like, what the hell is a Breacher Squad? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You have how many Apothecaries? Yeah. Wait, those guys have a 6 plus invulnerable save? Toughness 5? Yeah, yeah. Everybody had Toughness 5, which absolutely sucked poison. because... Well, no, but my army isn't based off of poison. It's based off... The army list that I had was based off of strength 8 weapons. Right. The amount which... of Dark Lances, the amount of bombs, strength 8 bombs that I had and stuff like that. Like like small yeah. um, small strength 8 blasts and stuff. Right. With In my army, sides, yeah. like, versus an now army that has all toughness 5. Which I wasn't so they still get feet and they still get feeling yeah, They're getting now. all that right. pain from all those apothecaries. I had a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. But, um... So he had, um, I think it was Breacher Squads. Yeah, two Breacher Squads. Yeah, two Breacher Squads, and each of them had uh, two Melta Guns, each squad with an Apothecary, and then he had a Captain with one of the Breacher Squads. And then he had a Whirlwind. It was like a special type of Whirlwind. Yeah. I don't know. And a Vindicator, too. And then he had a Vindicator, yeah. Um, So I had a game. He didn't have a lot of models on the table, right? No, he had like 25. Something like that, yeah. Actually, exactly. But it ended up only being four units. Yeah. The two tanks and then the two... The two breacher squads, Tactical yeah. squads. So I was like, okay, perfect. At least I can, like, focus on what I need to shoot at. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't too worried because there were only four objectives on the table and you only had to worry about holding them until the very end of the game. Yeah. So right? I mean, other than, like, the Maelstrom points. And he's but, just uh, hoofing it, too, because there's no transports. Yeah, no, no transports. Slow, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way he had positioned them was, like, sitting, like, farther back, like, behind cover. So I was like, so is he even going to start walking towards yeah. me? Yeah. Um, so I really focused on, I was like, okay, that Vindicator needs to go. Yeah. Right? So the tanks need to go first. And I got all these lance weapons, right? Mm-hmm. So I, you know, manned up and I popped and I pulled out my uh, Ravager and then I brought out my Raider and um, I was like, sick, four Dark Lances. This should do pretty good, right? <laughs> and I got him down to one whole point oh, left. Oh, God. But like an idiot, because that Vindicator has that. Large, Template, that yeah. large blast, right? You put him close enough. I put them close enough together yeah. <laughs> that he. Um, I don't think. He, yeah, slow clap. Thank you. <laughs> um, Overconfident. Yeah, I don't think he damaged. And of course, I was talking so much because I had never met Jesse before. He's a great guy, mm-hmm. but um, I just started talking a lot about like, oh, you know, Imperial Fist. Do you play forty k? He doesn't play forty k. Well, I mean, he just thirty. He transfers, but he's specifically started playing 30k got into that first that. Interesting. um so obviously he can use his army for 40k but um that's where he started so we were talking a lot and he was like okay i'm gonna fire there and me being the idiot that i am i'm talking i forgot to jink with the rabbit oh, jesus Christ. <laughs> luckily it scattered a little bit and it only hit the raider but it just strike 10 just <laughs> auto pen. yeah all yeah. pen yeah just blew the raider up and uh all the guys, not all the guys inside, but more. I think there were like four guys left after oh, all Jesus. of that. Yeah, and uh, so the raider did survive. But the next turn, the, the ravager <laughs> survived. Yeah, not the raider. No, the raider was nothing left. Yeah, I broke the model. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, across the room. Took the took the Vindicator out the next turn because only had that one hull point left. And you didn't jinx, so you're fine at full points. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. And then um, <laughs> I did get the Warlord trait, which I was banking on, which was the re-roll reserve rolls. Okay. So second turn came around, rolled for the for the Razor Wing Jet Fighter, got in, rolled for the bomber, didn't get in. I was like, shit. Oh, wait, Warlord trait, rolled it, got it. Nice. Um, so both of them came in, uh, started, laid down my Strength 9 AP2 bomb, mm-hmm. but, you know, he's not doubling that anymore, so he's right. still getting his Feel No Pain. So I slowly realized that I was, like, just whittling these guys away, taking out, like, yeah. like large Blast Strength 8 AP2, but, like, even with their 6-plus invulnerable yeah. save, Feel No Pain, I'm still only taking out, like, like two guys a turn. But then mm-hmm. I focused on the Whirlwind, took out the Whirlwind, and then I realized, like, these guys would be foot-slogging it. So I just played the Dark Elder game, stayed back, yeah. pop shots. Yeah, ended up winning the game. It was pretty good. Yeah, I, I don't know how 30k do at that points level, I feel like, because there were two 30k armies, and they were both tiny. Yeah, very small so, armies, yeah. Yeah. And I don't think, did any 30k army place? I think 30k may have come in second at some point. No, no? the other Jesse didn't. He was playing nine. No, he was playing four. He came fourth. Mm. Close, he came but... in second. Good question. We'll have to find out. I think out. Kevin came in third. <laughs> Kevin know. came in third, yeah. I'm drawing a huge Because our game was to determine the third place winner. Yeah. Maybe Aaron did. Huh, I'm not sure. Aaron was playing Luna Wolves, mm-hmm. so. Um, anyways, so. We'll check that. <laughs> we, we both played against Kevin. So yeah. Talk about your game so, yeah, I was playing uh, the Dawn of War Crusade mission. And uh, I managed to seize, actually. Because the Warlord trade I got was uh, plus one uh, C's, so mm-hmm. I rolled a five. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I moved uh, up on left flank, dropped in. He had a lot of grav. Uh, he was playing, in, no, not Imperial Fist. He was... No, he uh, Ultramarines. Yeah, Ultramarines. Yep. But they're, they're, it's a custom chapter. Yeah, he just used Ultramarines tactics. Yeah. yeah. Well, and Tigerius. Yeah. So um, I moved up, and he had a lot of grav, so I tried to neutralize as a bunch of his uh, tactical Marines with grav weapons. And I didn't really do it. Like, my draw pod came down, roasted a bunch of guys, but mm-hmm. they were still standing. Uh, moved up the bikes and took out most of the tactical squad and took it out again next turn. And I put my sanguinary guard in cover, which, thank God. So his uh, first turn, draw pod comes down, Centurion, Terminators, Invisible. Yeah, well, he has Tigerius, right? Yeah. So, like, that's pr- it's hard not to get. Yeah. That was my first time going up against Invisibility, but I'll talk about that afterwards. Yeah, so opens up with, you know, God knows how many Grafam shots. Yeah. Again, Sanguinary Guards winning on twos, and I got cover saves and feel no pain. I lost one guy. <laughs> <laughs> turn come, My turn comes around, uh, charge the Sanguinary Guard in, and even though I'm hitting on sixes for most of that game, that combat lasts the entire game. You have to fire <laughs> once. Yeah. Twice to be included. That's it. You have to lock them up. That's what I learned as well. Yeah. And I've eventually destroyed them, but I think I lost my warlord and stuff in that combat. Like, it just whittled me down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, and it, it, the most, uh, obviously the most damage I did was, like, the one or two turns where he, f- like, failed to cast uh, invisibility. Yeah, yeah. So that was, uh, that was good. And then I managed to, like, just whittle down the rest of his army slowly. But I lost a lot of stuff because he had a, I took out a bunch of tactical marines, but he had another 10-man squad with Grav, and that did a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. And he... Other than that, though, I think that was... He brought a Stalker, like the anti-air tank. Yes, he did. I, I didn't have anti-air. <laughs> I didn't have air. 
so anyways, it came down to uh, all he had left on the board was one empty draw pod. And he was ahead on Maelstrom points. And I got Crusade, but he was ahead on secondary objectives. Mm -hmm. So he took that game. And I'm not sure, I remember at the time looking back and thinking if I had just done this slightly differently, like grab an extra Maelstrom point or something, yeah. I would have won this game. Mm -hmm. uh, I So... That's I why got, I like these ITC missions, man, yeah. because it's not just Maelstrom where, like, when you play Maelstrom, it's like, okay, the enemy's there, but I need to focus on getting points, yeah. right? ITC, it's like, well, there's a few things you got to worry about while you're yeah. playing this mission, right? Yeah, if I had just been a little more focused, i feel like you're going to take another yeah, You had an I, epic moment in that game, though. I remember oh, my yeah. game had just finished. And I you know, I was packing up my stuff, cleaning up the table a little bit for the next round. Yeah. And I started walking over, and you looked over at me. You go, Jason, if I roll, it was like a, an 11-inch charge or something like that. Yeah, I think it was a 9-inch, actually, with uh, my Sanguinary Guard into his last tactical spell. Yeah, you're like, if I make this charge, I'm probably going to win the game. Yeah. And, like, the table, I think you were one of the last games to be playing yeah, in we that were. round. And, like, everyone started gathering around you. You get, in your Ian's epic proportion, he's got to, like, crack his knuckles first. Big stretch, right? Oh, get yeah. Ready. Gets his charge. hand cocked back with the dice roll in his head. Rolls him across the table and makes the charge. Exactly <laughs> yeah, nine. Yeah. Everyone's cheering. Even Kevin, I think, had a little like yeah. slow clap for you. <laughs> yeah, so get in there with Sanguinary Guard. Just butcher some tactical marines. Yeah. They fall back. But managed to, or maybe I wiped him. I don't remember, but like, I didn't have very much left. I had like one sanguinary guard and the sanguinary priest left in that squad, and I think I split them up. But uh, yeah, I just either I was like one or two maelstrom points short, and I could have got it, or like it just was. Oh yeah, gosh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. almost tabled him, mm -hmm. but that one fucking line breaking drop. <laughs> took um, my game did not go so well. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, we were playing the one with the six objectives. Yeah. Um, now they, they didn't, and Dome, so. yeah, so long wise, what you would think for Dark Eldar would be great. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I got the range, but those six objectives, um, especially against space Marines, like we're playing Highlander, mm -hmm. but yet you're allowed to combat squad stuff. Right. Um, which I mean, doubles the amount of troop choices that you have. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're just contesting like every objective on the table. Mm -hmm. Um, we'll talk about that later about, uh, combat squatting stuff in, yeah. in Highlander tournaments. Um, but the overall story of this game was I played pretty horribly. Um, neither one of my flyers came on until... I think one of them came on turn three, the other one came on turn four. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, when my whole army is, like, based off of the yeah, flyers. Like but, I mean, hey, that's, points, right? that's the, that's the double-edged sword of this army, right? Yeah. But um, it was the first time I played against Centurions, mm. and it was the first time I played against someone who had rolled invisibility. Um... So, I had no idea what, what I was doing against them. He drop pod, grab centurions right in my deployment. Not just, not in my deployment, on the three-point objective. Right. In my area, in my zone, grab centurions with invisibility. So, I was like, well, I'm just not hitting them. Yeah. Right? Um, so, you could say, like, oh, well, why don't you, like, lock them up in close combat, right? Uh, I didn't really think about it at the time. I was like, I see centurions. I'm like, those guys are massive. They're going to be really, really good. Well, they probably couldn't have killed... I maybe lock them up in combat. I could have maybe put the bikes in there. Yeah. They, to lock them up. I mean, they're strength five, and I think they have two attacks. But but the that, problem it. is, though, um, the mission type 
you get a victory point for killing fast attack. Oh, that's right. So I didn't want to put the bikes in there, because if I put the bikes right. in and he kills them, there's that's another victory point, point I just yeah. gave up, on top of not killing them, because they have invisibility. So the bikes aren't going to kill them. No. Right? So I'm, all I'm doing is either contesting an objective, mm-hmm. which is worth three points, mind you, so I probably should have done it, or I'm going to lose a victory point, and I'm going to give him a victory point for the fast mm-hmm. attack, and he's going to get three. Yeah. Right? So I don't know. I was kind of confused on what to do in that game. It was also my last game of the day, and that time mm-hmm. I was pretty tired. I was like, yeah. oh, God, this was going from bad to worse. Yeah. And he did have that stalker, which um, I thought I was going to be able to take out, but it just, like, whiffed my oh. Ravager. Like, I just kept whiffing shots yeah. against them. Even the Raider as well. Just whiff, whiff, whiff. Couldn't get anything. He blew yeah. up my uh, blew up the Raider with the guys inside and just mm-hmm. mowed them all down. Um, yeah, that's bad against your army because Skyfire fires a full blast skill against skimmers. Against skimmers, but that's okay. Yeah. I just I completely whiffed against the stalker, and then my bomber came on, and I was like, "Awesome!" He missed. Oh no, he forgot to roll uh, interceptor. No, he forgot to roll for invisibility. He oh, forgot the psychic yeah, phase. Yeah. I mean, I play Tau, and then I'm also playing now Dark um, Elder. Dark yeah. Elder. I, I don't think about the psychic phase, so he just passed right by it. And then afterwards, we were in the assault phase. Like, crap! I forgot the psychic phase. I was like, mm. excellent. My bomber <laughs> came on, right over top, strength 9, AP2 large blast, scatters. I was like, oh, come on. I hit one uh, one centurion, mm-hmm. and I did one wound to him, but... They're two wound they're models. They're two wound models, yeah. and it's strength 9, they're toughness 5, right? Yeah. And then I don't even think I did anything to the drop pod that they came in on. I just The whole story of this tournament was my scattering for my... Like, I need a new scatter die. Yeah. I just could not land direct hits you for should, the life uh, of me. You should borrow mine. Mine's excellent. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like lending it to my opponents. <laughs> um, but yeah, he wiped me. I think he won, like, 13 to 1 or something oh, like Jesus. that. Yeah, I got absolutely stomped. Yeah. Um, the, the thing with Centurions, especially, like, that combination, which is fairly common, mm-hmm. is... Uh, you kind of need to like outrange them because they only have 24 inch range with the graph guns. Mm-hmm. So, plus six inch movement, so 30 inch threat range. But if that's in the center of the table, you're kind of buggered. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but that's one option. It's not a very good one, but something to keep in mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I had fun playing with Dark Eldar, man. Yeah. I think we ended up coming six and seventh or seventh and eighth or something like that yeah i mean i was a little confused somebody came ahead of both of us who had we both had one win one loss one draw and someone came ahead of us that had one win and two losses but apparently because of like strength of schedule they came ahead of us yeah i i thought so and then it went from red about strength of schedule and that's only supposed to be like ties so for example determine between the two of us who had the same score, who came yeah. first, mm-hmm. or who came ahead of the other, it should be determined like, well, I beat, you beat Jesse, but I beat um, Blaine. Blaine. Yeah. So, so where did either one of those, yeah. Yeah, whoever's the better player is according to the algorithms. Yeah. Like, anyway, it's, it's, I don't know exactly how it works, if it's based on tournament rankings mm-hmm. or tournament data or like overall iToy Soldiers data. Yeah. Which, can be skewed because if you only report games where you're winning, where you're winning yeah. or losing, mm-hmm. or if you just don't never report games. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I'm gonna interview Rob at some point. He runs Ice Soldiers and mm-hmm. get a get a full answer out of him. Right on. <laughs> so he actually was like, Hey, I've been invited on the show. What gives? I'm like, Oh, I want you on the show. <laughs> so 
so we'll have Rob on. Yeah. Um, okay, let's do a little bit of list talk. So we made these lists just for this tournament. Yeah, I think we've already gone over them in the first segment. Yep. So, so we, what were your impressions of your list? How did it play? Uh, I really liked it. I liked the variety. Because originally I was going to go, like, two minimal tax squads and, de- and a Death Star Terminator squad. And yeah, Land not Raider. a lot of units on the table. No, that would have been essentially... Well, I was... There were transports on the list for the tack marines, but, like, yeah, it was relying... It was all the eggs in one basket. Yeah. And, I mean, all the tactical dreadnought armored eggs, but still. <laughs> um, I didn't end up doing that. I liked having the variety in the list. I liked having the Sanguinary Guard, because I'm really proud of them, so anytime I can put them on the table... And yeah. No, they look nice for all that gold, yeah. Yeah, and the, like, head swaps yeah. and stuff, so... Yeah, my list was pretty quick. Uh, I didn't deep strike anything that game in that tournament. I mean, I think except for no, the pod, but that doesn't really count against me. I might did. Oh, I did. I deep struck the assault, uh, assault squad. squad yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, my list performed pretty well. Um, my librarian choked a lot. I think he died every game. <laughs> and yeah, grab bikes are awesome. Yeah, really happy. About I'm that glad to see that you're like. Starting to implement more of, like, modern 40k into your army. Throwing yeah, some grab like, in there and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think my list was actually really well-balanced, really really well-rounded. If you were to play another tournament of the style, would you, what would you change? Um, maybe a beefier, try and find some points to put an extra guy or two in the assault squad. In the assault squad or in the... In the assault squad, in the assault yeah. Squad, yeah. Yeah, so that has a little more... Um, can take a little more of a hit. Mm-hmm. I, like, I remember during our practice game, that deep struck and whiffed on its melta and then just, like, just got destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Like, five guys isn't really enough to stand up to it, especially when you're putting a lot of points in the sergeant and special weapons. Yeah, and shit. yeah. So, yeah. Jason, Dark Eldar. Dark Impressions, Eldar. My list. first time playing Dark Eldar. I think some people were, like, taken back by the fact that I'm coming to a tournament with an army... Yeah. Not 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 a list I've never played before, or an no, army I don't own, but an army I've never even played before. Yeah, I mean, you've seen them played for like yeah. ages, um, right? So, I think in a few games I forgot my power from pain. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean happens to people who play Dark Eldar full time. Right? I've gotten a lot better, and you forgot to jink too. That's a big one. Just that one time. Other than that, I was actually I jinked too much. My Ravager. It's no such thing. No, no, no. Like honestly. Uh, I jink like almost every time with my, with a raider. Okay, fine because you have guys inside that aren't affected by the jink. But with a ravager, you can't be firing three shots hitting on sixes when that's your anti tank. Yeah, true. I guess at a thousand right? points. Well, you also had the uh, trueborn with blasters. Yeah, which got killed in most games, right? Uh, <laughs> or may have not have been around their tank or whatever. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot better range, to have a because don't forget that if you move twelve inches with a vehicle. They have an 18-inch range, but if you move the 12 inches, they're snap shooting. Right? Yeah. So, 24-inch so, range. Yeah. The threat range. When you have a 36-inch range. Yeah. On plus, your Dark Lancers, Plus right? 12, and you fire one snap shoot. Yeah, exactly, yeah. which is what I would normally do. Yeah. Um, so, a good 48-inch threat range on the Ravager compared to yeah. half that. But I, I jinked way too much with the Ravager, and that's what did it in for me, I think, in the uh, third game. Because I just was firing snapshots like every turn until yeah. finally near the end, I was like, "I'm not going to jink." Yeah, and I didn't jink, and he didn't kill it, mm. so I ended up shooting <laughs> and doing some damage to it. Yeah. Right? It's like maybe I should have done this before, or just started grabbing more cover. 
right? Instead of being that's true too. Yeah, because we've covered them, you don't need a drink. Yeah, so. it was interesting. I really enjoyed playing as Dark Eldar, and nice. I think that if I was to ever do a Dark Eldar army, which I probably wouldn't, but you never know down the road or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I love that double flyer. Yeah, I think Dark Eldar have some of the best flyers in the game. Yeah, I don't know if I texted you, but like. A few days after the tournament, it's like, yeah, I'm going to get a Void Raven. Yeah, no, That's 100%, man. Like, since I play Tau, like, mm-hmm. after that tournament, I was at GW looking at, like, some Tau stuff, and I saw the, the Bomber, and, well, I think it's a combo kit. No, it isn't. It's not a combo kit for Tau, no. Oh, for the Tau. For the Tau, Sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for Tau, I'm pretty sure it's a combo kit. And even if it's not, I was looking at a flyer for Tau, and I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Maybe I want a flyer. I enjoyed using flyers in my game. Mm-hmm. And I came home and I looked at the codex. I was like, I don't want a flyer. <laughs> the Tau flyers are absolute garbage. Yeah. You're telling me, okay, the Tau bomber can reproduce its bomb. Oh. Okay, on a okay. 2 plus, it reproduces the bomb it has. But its bomb is a strength 5 AP5 large blast bomb. That's, yeah. That's pretty shit, man. Yeah. Compared to the Void Raven bomber, strength 9 AP2, yeah, it's one use only. But you also have two dark sides on it. Which are lar- which are small blast strength eight AP two weapons. Right? Lance as well. Lance as well. Yeah. You have other four other missiles you can put into it. Sure it ends up being, you know, two hundred and fifty points in the end or something like that. But that's a good like that's a good unit to have in your army. It's a lot of points though in an armor ten vehicle. That's the other That's thing. okay. It like I don't I know. know it's I, flyers, I, so it's hard to hit and stuff, but eh, it's a yeah. lot of points. But I mean maybe not a th- I wouldn't don't think I'd run it at a thousand, but a bigger game, like fifteen hundred plus. Yeah. And you're, and you're talking my language. Uh, I was impressed with the list, though. It did more or less what I thought it was going to do. You yeah. know, I would, I would run it again. I'd run that exact same list again, knowing the experience that I yeah. now have with yeah. that list and what I should be doing and everything like that yeah. with it. I think I wrote a list with a, it was with the Void Raven and the Five Talos formation. Oh yeah, yeah. So that might be what I built towards. Right on, more Talos. Then. I love Talos. Talai. Talai. Talos. Talos. Comment! We need comments! <laughs> Tell-I. tell Yeah. Uh, okay, you want to talk about combat squads, because I, I have something to respond. Yeah, okay. So, it's a Highlander tournament, right? You're only allowed to bring... It was O2 for each troop choice. For each troop choice. Not including dedicated transports. Yeah. You play an army, like... Well, any army, that's two units. You play a Space Marine army, you now have four troop choices. Yeah, except for except for Imperial Guard, where it's like twelve. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck plays that army anymore? We spawn platoons all the time. You get what I'm saying, though. And like, mm-hmm. Space Marines are hard to kill, man. Like okay. that Space Marines in that yeah, in yeah. that quantity, in that True. spread out. Okay, a five man or a ten man unit of Space Marines. I'm not arguing. That's you have stuff to take that down. But when you only have a thousand points, and now you have four small units spread across the board, well, you only shoot at one thing a turn. Yeah. Right? Plus, you have other things as well. That's only, in the end, two units that you've brought to the game that you've combat squatted into four. Yeah. So, yeah, to take down, you know, you're taking down like five to ten Marines a turn, mm-hmm. essentially. If you're focusing on that. Yeah. And then you're not focusing on the Graf Centurions or the Stalker yeah. or. Uh, the grav bikes or whatever counter do it all right so i would say that combat squatting is part of the army and when you choose space marines especially 
Codex Marines, like the Vanilla Marines, that's part of their flavors. They're, they're this very tactically diverse army. And you're, you know, Combat Squad's one of their special rules, and you're paying points for it, and that's just one of their abilities. So I, you don't even need, like, I don't know if you know this, but you don't need to choose to, ta- to Combat Squad them until they deploy. So if you come to a tournament and you have two ten man squads, yeah. one game you run. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Two I understand that. Four. Yeah, so. that's okay. You say it's part of the army. Mm-hmm. Okay, we talked about this before. I didn't play Tau in this tournament. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons I didn't play Tau was because any unit that was like O to whatever, yeah, you weren't allowed to bring multiples of. Well, you don't bring just one ghost kill. One ghost yeah. kill is just going to get the shit kicked out of it. Yeah. Well, that's Tau. Is mechs in quantity? Mm. Well, then I then you're telling me that Space Marines, that's part of the Space Marine Army. Well, Mexican quality is part of the Tau Army. Right? Yeah, true. Well, that's that's the thing. And, like, people have been bringing this up. Is Highlander suits some armies better yeah. than others? Yeah, oh, 100% it does. I like, didn't play Tau because I just... I, it, hey, if, I would love... <clears throat> if someone on the Facebook page or on ITOR Soldiers can give me a solid 1,000-point uh, Tau list for Highlander... Following that you in any unit you can't take if you have Riptide unit one model Ghost Kill unit one model yeah so uh, you can't bring Lord of Wars so you can't bring a Storm Surge yeah any uh, unit with like multiple tanks or multiple monstrous creatures yeah. they can only take one of those yeah if you can give me a a competitive thousand point Highlander Tau list I'd love to see it yeah uh, I actually am really shocked that you came up with a decent. Dark Eldar list because mm-hmm. that Dark Eldar is very tough to do in Highlander. It was a little cheesy. Yeah, I was being that guy that brought two flyers to a tournament, but <laughs> true. But it's not like you came in first place or something. No, exactly. So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, people brought competitive units. Like mm-hmm. I brought a very competitive army. Yeah, uh, like Kevin brought Graf Centurions with Tigerius with um, invisibility. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that goes without saying. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like Tyler brought a flying hive tyrant. Like you know, the, it was a tournament. There's prizes on the line. People are going to bring competitive stuff. Mm-hmm. And some of that 30k stuff, man, is like ridiculously crazy good. Yeah. But then again, you only had four units on the field, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I'm not arguing. I think 40K, uh, 30k stuff is ridiculous. And that's why I banned them from my first two campaigns. But then, you know, other codexes started coming out with more ridiculous stuff. And it's like, well, I don't think you can say that it's any more ridiculous than a Decurian-style detachment and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, I think at this point in the game, it's, like, balanced out. Yeah. Well, I don't know. The Luna Wolves army had that, like, crazy tank. Uh, do you remember which one? I forget what it was called. I think it started with an S, like the... Spartan? No, no. Maybe it was a Spartan tank. Yeah, the, the Flyer. It's a Carrion tank or something. Oh, like yeah, that. yeah, the Carrion. That thing's really good. They were telling me the stats. I don't remember them offhand now, but it was just like, how is that even like legal in this tournament? It's a fa- yeah, like it's a fast gear vehicle. It is a twin linked, crazy auto cannon. So six shot twin linked auto cannon that ignores jink saves. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and apparently it was just like wrecking house too during yeah. the tournament. Well, good thing you didn't go. Up yeah, seriously, because <laughs> that would have ended badly. For um, the rapture. So finally, uh, let's talk about tournament and. Uh, Impressions, like overall? I, honestly, I really liked it. I really liked the pressure to get my stuff painted Mm -hmm. leading up to it. I had a ton of fun there. Maybe because, like, this is my regular gaming group, so I was playing the guys. I got pretty, 
I was pretty beat by the end of it, like by yeah. the third round, but yeah, I would definitely, I'm so looking forward to Tyler's next tournament, which will be in a few months. Which he was saying is going to be like an 1850s gloves off, anything goes tournament? Yeah, like full formations. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I'm... I'm going to advocate that he do the ITC thing where it's like three formation minimum. No, I think he needs to follow ITC rulings for... Hopefully, but yeah. For how the... Because if you just do 1815, no yeah. rules at all, you're going to get pretty dirty. There was also the other thing where it came up during my... Actually, during my game against Kevin where ITC had amended invisibility so you're hitting on fives in close combat. Mm-hmm. But he didn't... He said we're using ITC missions, but he didn't specify if we were using the FA, rules, FAQ. yeah. yeah. So I'm like, well, are we? And he's like, well, shit, like that. I don't know. Yeah, so that came something like that came up in our game as well, where we couldn't find in the rulebook a clear rule. Yeah. Um, so we ended we ended up just rolling a die. You know, one, two, three. It can't do it. Four, five, six. Yeah, can't we did do the it. same thing. Yeah, and it it fell in Kevin's favor. Mm-hmm. I think so. we're actually gonna. This will make a good rules lawyering. Um, maybe next episode, if a bomber jinx, can it still drop its bomb? It's not a shooting attack. It takes a shooting attack from it, but it's in the movement phase. He's not technically shooting. He's just, bam, dropping it. Uh... I know, <laughs> right? We, we honestly, we searched the rulebook, I mean, in the short amount of time that we yeah, could, yeah. and we had like three people searching rulebooks, and we couldn't find anything that said that it couldn't. I would say rules is intended, no. No, I would Off think so cuff. as well, but that's but why you're rolling to die for, yeah. right? Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. For me, the tournament, yeah, I had a lot of fun, man. A lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I think, too, I need to work on my, like, tournament endurance, you know? I yeah. think I need to really, like, start going in on, like, Saturdays to the gaming group and just, like, all right, guys, I need to play, like, three games today. <laughs> Be here for eight hours. Yeah, I need to do a full, like, yeah, at least eight hours. <laughs> yeah. Open to close gaming, and I just need to focus on, like, getting, because by that last game, man, like, I knew I was losing, and I was just, come on, man, just table me, please. Yeah. Just let's get this over with. I mean, when it Are comes... Are you jinking? No. no. We'll move mom. I haven't rolled dice <laughs> yet. Whatever. <laughs> At that point, you want to have that other guy, um, Yeah. like, get as many points as he can, like, but still stay competitive. I'm not just going to bend over, right? Yeah. Well, that was, like, me and Blaine. Like, it was pretty clear near the end of the game that yeah. like, I was going to win, but he's like, well... You still got to play it through. We got to play it through. Yeah. And we ended up going seven turns, yeah. right? Yeah. And that probably won me the prize. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Blaine. But no, it was really well organized. You know, we started a little late, but uh, what tournament doesn't start a little late? But we still, like, what I really like was even though we started late, we still got all the games in. We ended up taking a shorter lunch, which everyone was okay with, and mm-hmm. finished, like, right on time as well. Yeah, that's I think, true. like, after prizes have been handed out, I think it was, like, 6.30, which is basically when the tournament was scheduled to end. Yeah. No, it was really well run. Mm-hmm. Tyler did a great job. Uh, I missed his first tournament last year. I don't know if that was the first one he ever ran, but this was the first one I'd been to. Mm-hmm. It was really good. So, looking forward to more. Uh, definitely, the prizes were good. Tyler won them. The uh, objective markers. Were yeah, yeah, we donated the objective. And he didn't have any, so that was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, those will be great for ITC missions later. That is very true. <laughs> yeah, because they're numbered yeah. right for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, we'll take a little short break, come back with some Beyond the Rim. So, I'm here with my buddy Daryl for Beyond the Rim. Daryl joined us for the Star Wars Force Awakens special a few weeks ago, and uh, we both participated in an X-Wing tournament here in Windsor a couple weeks back in January. 
So uh, I asked Daryl to come on the show and talk about a little bit about his list. We both managed to place. Daryl came in second. I came in third. And uh, Daryl's my regular X-Wing opponent. So uh, could you talk about your list that you ran in the tournament? Sure. So uh, for the tournament, I chose to go with Imperials, which I hadn't played in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I ran uh, Rexler Brath in a, uh, a tie defender. So uh, what he does is uh, when you deal face-down damage cards to the defender, you can spend focus tokens to flip those cards uh, face-up and make them crits. Mm-hmm. And then Rear Admiral Kiranu was uh, the pilot for my Decimator. And what he does is when he's in range 1 to 2, uh, one of his focus results automatically changes to a crit result. So mm-hmm. uh, the idea was uh, it was a heavy focus on uh, critical hits. Uh, so to make the list work, um, they both had uh, Veteran Instincts which put them at pilot skill 10, so they were always shooting first. The idea mm-hmm. being, uh, inflict those criticals so those crits would take effect uh, when the, the uh, enemy ships uh, engaged in, in their combats. Um, and I, I always had initiative at pilot skill 10 for, for uh, both of them because the, the build also uh, only had 99 points out of 100, and initiative mm-hmm. goes to the person who has the, the, the lowest uh, squad point Um, so I I very deliberately made sure I had one or two points available still. Or sorry, actually, I think it's 98 points out of 100. Uh, In any event, um, so Rexler had a heavy laser cannon, just to give him an extra die. Mm -hmm. Um, It was okay that the uh, heavy laser cannon's um, uh, con... Doesn't deal crits. Right, it it doesn't deal crits, that's okay, because his his ability lets him change them to crits after he deals them. Right, okay. Uh, and then the Admiral had had Veteran Instincts also to, to push him up to 10. Mm-hmm. And then he had uh, Fleet Officer and Experimental Interface. So mm-hmm. Fleet Officer allows you to assign friendly focus tokens. The idea being uh, Rexer would take his focus action, then he get an extra focus from oh, the Admiral. Mm-hmm. And so Rexer can uh, deal his hits with the focus, and then he can flip the face up with the extra focus from the Fleet Officer. Um, but the Admiral had experimental interface also, so that allowed him to uh, assign an extra focus, but then also take an action himself for uh, for stress. Right. Okay. So that's so you're going at pilot skill ten. You're inflicting those crits. Whatever effect they have is happening before the enemy gets to attack back. So yeah. if that like delays their attack or something. Or sure. You like know, that. maybe they uh, 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 it affects their their secondary weapons or. Um, they uh, they roll one fewer attack die. Maybe they mm-hmm. um, they explode um, before they yeah. actually because of um, a direct hit uh, yeah. critical hit. So uh, that was sort of um, what I had in mind uh, with the build. Yeah, and I haven't seen you run a lot of two ship builds. So how did you find just with the like low ship count? Yeah, it was um, it was very interesting. The it was definitely like a, a high risk, high reward sort of thing, uh, which is, which is generally a strategy I favor. Um, it was a lot easier. Um, I found at my first couple of tournaments that I would have all kinds of like one-time use only, uh, upgrades on different ships, like, um, uh, like countermeasures or Mm -hmm. something. And I would just get confused and forget like, you know, that so-and-so had veteran instincts or 
that uh, you know this person had uh, proton torpedoes available to them or whatever, and so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't use them. And they were just wasted points that were sitting on my ships. Whereas when I just had two ships uh, with very um, uh, simple abilities, and they both had the same focus on crits, it was it was very easy for me to keep track of what my ships were doing and and what the strategy was with them and and uh, the abilities available to them. And very synergistic too. Yeah, yeah, a lot of synergy. That was definitely something I was going for. Um, it was definitely a bit risky, like I said, because uh, if I lost either of the ships, um, then uh, everyone else would just gang up on the remaining ship. Yeah. And uh, that, he'd be in trouble for sure. Yeah, because we did a practice game the night before, and that's ended up what ended up happening, is I just took out the Defender and then just focused fire on the Decimator. So. Uh, that's right, yeah. Uh, it was definitely uh, vulnerable to... Uh, uh, the the control build that you were running. Yeah. So speaking of that, I was running three ships as rebels: uh, Kane Farlander in the B wing with veteran instincts to pump him up to Spotsco Nine, advanced sensors so he could take an action before maneuvering. Uh, Miranda Donnie in the K wing with an ion cannon turret, and Poe Dameron in a T seventy X wing with BB eight. Um, so the idea behind my build is to have lots of maneuverability. So like the B wing and the X wing are super maneuverable, especially with a BB eight and advanced sensors. They're doing lots of barrel rolls, uh, Poe's doing boost. The B wing's pretty maneuverable, but with Kalen Farlander, it, uh, eats up the stress that comes with it. And a lot of people I find forget that the K wing is actually super fast with its slam maneuver. Like a lot of people just don't see it coming because it's so slow, but then it gets an extra three, uh, like, bank maneuver, and it's super fast. So the K-Wing was there with the Tyon Can turret to just lock down one ship and then focus fire on all the... And then the rest of the ships just gang up on it. And uh, one thing I learned playing our buddy Rob is in X-Wing, he was running a, a TIE Interceptor build this one time we played, and I could never hit him. So I figured I found out like the most uh, durable ship is the one that you don't you don't have line of sight on. So I took that philosophy and put it into this build. And uh, with Miranda in the K wing with the turret, she didn't actually need to be in arc of the ship to fire on him. So she, even though it's a very un, not maneuverable ship, she could still shoot, and it worked out pretty well till the last game when I choked and just got eye on to myself. <laughs> Uh, that happens yeah. for sure. Uh, it is it is a bit psychological and uh, it is um, it's a bit it's a bit longer. It's not it's not like our, our one off games that we that we have like once every couple weeks or so. Yeah, uh, you're just consistently uh, playing these games, and uh, you know there was sort of like a prize on the line, uh, so it kind of mm -hmm. gets in your head for sure. Uh, you know, and it's uh, it's interesting that you brought up Arc Dodgers because the the meta right now seems to be leaning towards the the twin laser turret. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think it was as prevalent uh, at this tournament that we attended as the one that was before it, where mm -hmm. it just seemed that like everyone was running twin laser turrets. Yeah. Uh, but listening to other podcasts about uh, X Wing and uh, seeing what's going on at our store, uh, and even in our own builds, like what we're running, uh, the twin laser turret's pretty popular right now, and it is uh, a very strong counter to uh, our Dodgers like Tie Interceptors or Star Vipers. Mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, Poe Dameron with uh, the, uh, B, the B, BB-8. BB-8, yes. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I've only seen Force Awakens once. Um, <laughs> For shame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I tried the Y-Wing with the, uh, the Tri-Shot Y-Wing with the title and the twin laser turrets against our friend Zach the other day. That thing is deadly. So, and when, it's interesting too because it's available to two different factions, the Scum and the Rebels, not just the Rebels. Definitely. So, uh, so you also play Scum, so how do you, now that you're kind of jumping back and forth, uh, how do you find the two factions? Is the one that you prefer? Uh, I'm still trying to wrap my head around Scum because they, uh, their primary weakness is that they don't have high pilot skills. Mm. Um, I, uh, the rebels and Imperials definitely beat them, uh, in that regard for sure. Um, I think Talonbane Cobra is probably like one of the, the highest, um, mm-hmm. uh, high, like a high skill pilots for, for the scum. And, uh, he's, he's very unusual in that regard. That was, that was kind of his thing is that like, you yeah. know, he was, he was the highest pilot skill. And so it's just, uh, it's very strange when you're running, say, Guri in a Star Viper, and uh, being an arc dodger, and uh, having her her ability where her where the idea is you want to get within range one of an enemy ship uh, so that you can score that free focus token. Yeah, that's uh, a bit trickier to pull off when she just has this middling um, uh, pilot skill, and then also she's uh, vulnerable while she's waiting for uh, her. Her shot. I, I just I feel like with Guri, just with her ability, uh, you kind of want to run like a, a glass cannon, like ninja sort of build, like mm-hmm. uh, very agile, maneuverable, high power, but like can't take a hit. Yeah. And with her low pilot skill, it's just very difficult to pull that off. So uh, I don't know. I've been kind of looking at different builds, but uh, it's uh, it's kind of difficult to try and figure out how to uh, compensate for that low pilot skill. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely more, more ships coming out and, uh, they may be coming out with, uh, uh, pilots with a higher skill. Um, I don't know if it's better to go with a, with a swarm sort of thing, or if, uh, maybe you just need to rely on the, all the little traps and, and tricks that are sort of the hallmark of the, the scum faction with the, mm-hmm. uh, illicit upgrades and their funky abilities and stuff like that. Yeah. I think Dengar in the new wave has pilot skill 9, so that should shake up the scum meta a little bit. Yeah, that would be so, good. And also the tractor beam's coming out soon too, which looks awesome. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really uh, looking forward to the uh, tractor beam for sure. I think I'll have some fun with that because you can you make people like, run to asteroids yeah. and all that stuff. Uh, it could be a good teammate for Guri, mm-hmm. where if she ends up in the wrong position... Uh, you know, if, uh, Bosk or, or Dengar have, um, the tractor beam, then they could just, you know, bump, uh, an enemy ship over, uh, so that, uh, Guri has them in range one. Actually, that might not work for her ability, but, uh, although you can kind of see, uh, where, you know, you, you may have different defensive options available where you can move a ship out of firing arc of, uh, a more vulnerable arc dodger. Yeah. And, and things of that nature. So, yeah, I think the, the tractor beam, uh, could even replace, like, the twin laser turret for yeah. sort of the, the big meta. It'll definitely be interesting to see what happens once that drops. So, yeah, anything else you want to add? Or... Well, definitely looking forward to the next tournament. It was uh, it was a good tournament. Uh, there was a solid turnout. I mean, we, we generally have 8 to 10 people who show up for the tournaments uh, pretty regularly. So the community is pretty strong. I, I usually see at least one or two new players at each tournament. 
and uh, another local gaming store in our area is looking at kind of having tournaments occasionally or a regular miniatures night or something of that sort. So, yeah. so CG Realm is, hosted the tournament, and uh, it was a really good turnout considering it was like a terrible day. Like the, I thought we were going to get an accident on the way there. Like yeah. The roads were terrible. I was surprised there were so many people. The store was packed, so definitely that was my first time playing there in like an organized setting. I've done pickup games there with Rob, but yeah. So definitely strong community in CG Realms. Check out their tournaments. They have them about once a month. Also, Brimstone is starting a miniatures night, including X-Wing, Warhammer, Armada, maybe one or two other games. I'm not sure. It's just getting started um, on Tuesday nights. So check out those two stores. Both got uh, strong communities for their games. So yeah, it's awesome because we live in a small city and we got two good game stores here. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Wrong Side of the Maelstrom. If you haven't already, please follow us on Facebook and iTunes, and feel free to drop us a line on iToysoldiers or at wrongsideofthemaelstrom at gmail.com. Be sure to support your local retailers. If you're local to Windsor, check out Brimstone Games and CG Realms. Uh, Jay's home store in Toronto is a Games Workshop at Young and Lawrence, but uh, Meeple Mart, Dueling Grounds, and X-Plan are also great stores in the Toronto area. Anyways, we hope you've enjoyed listening, and we'll see you on the wrong side of the maelstrom.